For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lupiazo, inviting... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The, the, the best in sports talk starts now. now. On the only station the people of Lansing turn to for sports. The game, 7.30 a.m. Well, welcome to the Sparrows Down on Sports. On Lansing Sports Station, the game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim, 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 Tim Stout. The Sparrows Down on Sports is Michigan's longest-running sports radio show. From high school to college and the pros, Tim has you covered. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263 or send him an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in mid-Michigan and a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame, here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. On behalf of our partner, Shaheen Chevy Cadillac, good morning, everybody, on this Friday, March 1st, the first day of so-called March Madness, March 1st, 2024. Welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports right here on Lansing Sports Station. This is the game, 7.30 a.m., and it comes to you live every day from the Driven Collision Studios right here at WVFN Radio. We'll have a Driven Collision story of the day. Joe Laird's people are busy at Driven Collision at 3200 West Main Street as we speak. If it's a, a, an issue of a banged-up vehicle and you want it looking like new driven collision to the rescue, they work with all the insurance companies to get you a loaner if you need it while yours is being fixed. Uh, the Sparrow Stout on Sports on WVFN Radio, the home of the local sports shows and programming in our area. Brock's here. I'm Tim. It's a beautiful day in mid-Michigan today, and I hope it's a beautiful day for you to begin a good month of weather getting toward the spring in earnest as we get going in a brand-new month here on the Sparrow Stout on Sports. We have a very busy Friday show today. You can be a part of it on the Culligan Water Hotline at 342-63. Emails are always welcome. Our email address, tim.stout at wilx.com. We'll take your calls and comments. We have Pure Greensmith Tree breaking sports moments, okay? Check out the prepay that's available for you in the landscape plans from Pure Greensmith Tree for 2024, either on the website or call 703-1111. And we'll have quality dairy stats all the way through the day-to-day. Quality dairy to the rescue. 89 years worth of being to the rescue. And if it's Melding Moments ice cream sandwich you, you joy, enjoy, they have by the packages, okay, at uh, all the quality dairy freezers and a whole lot more at this time of the year. Away we go here with the Friday Sparrow Stout on Sports. This is a big night of high school basketball to begin March Madness in the state of Michigan. 128 
Boys District Championship games will be played around the state tonight and tomorrow. Most of them in our area are tonight. You'll get all the scores and highlights on Friday Night Frenzy on Channel 10 at 11.25 tonight. And you'll hear the Division I Championship game from Mason High School, 7 o'clock sharp, because there's no junior varsity game in front to push it back. No, we'll go on the air at 6.45 tonight. Oh. Eric and I from Mason High School. Okama is playing East Lansing. All of tonight's and this weekend's winners get a trophy as a district champion and move on to regional play in the four divisions beginning next Tuesday. The girls have finished their regular season. They finished it around the area and around the state last night. They begin district tournament play next Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The boys' regionals next Tuesday, Thursday, and so there you go. Uh, it's a big night in Big Ten hockey, right? Uh, you can watch the Michigan-Minnesota game, unless you have Big Ten Plus, then you can watch the two teams vying for the Big Ten title. If Michigan State wins in regulation play tonight, not overtime. If Michigan State wins in overtime at Wisconsin tonight, it will clinch a share of the Big Ten title. If it wins outright in regulation, it wins its first Big Ten title since Big Ten hockey was instituted whatever it was, Brock, nine, ten years ago, whatever it's been. And they both play again tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. That's a what, WJIM AM 1240? Uh, uh, that's uh, tonight, yes, indeed. So uh, we have that. I've already been approached by people in the building today about cursing the Red Wings last night. I guaranteed yep. their seventh consecutive win last night. And son of a gun, the New York Islanders beat them 5-3 to three at Little Caesars Arena. What's going on? Uh, Red Wings uh, got off to a slow start, uh, no doubt influenced by the Dean curse. They came back, tied it early in the third, right off the opening face. Ten off of the seconds third in. Yeah, J uh, Patrick Kane scored, and you figure, okay, they're going to come back. Then they gave up a they, they gave up a they gave up a power play goal, but then Olimata scored with like ten minutes to go, something like that, and then. Um, the Islanders scored on a kind of a goofy play out in front of uh, of uh, Alex Lyon, and then they popped in a uh, an empty, empty netter. netter in the last minute, and uh, Red Wings lose five to three. Their next two games aren't easy either. They oh got, no! They no the, well, they go out. Then they after Florida two, tomorrow afternoon. Then they go out west for four games, and they start at Colorado. Not easy. Looking to avenge that uh, overtime loss earlier a week or so ago in Detroit. In Detroit. Yeah. Well, what's the Pistons? Are they still playing? Are they? They're, uh, they're at. Uh, they're hosting Cleveland tonight. We won't have them on Ooh, because that doesn't of the, sound good. No, we won't have them on tonight because of the. Um, uh, district championship game, which you'll hear here in WBFN. And what about the Tigers? Do they still play? Do they do they, they have play, anything going at all? Yeah, they play Pittsburgh today. I think they lost yesterday. Um, I think... Uh, oh, and there is noteworthy news with the Tigers. It's a pure, uh, but they host Philadelphia today in Lakeland, 105. You'll hear it here on WVFN as soon as we get off the air, if everything technically works, right at 1 o'clock. And Tigers do have... A Pure Green Smith Tree Breaking Sports Moment. 703-1111, Mike Franco, Joe Lemon. For all your lawn care needs, and if you've got downed branches with all the wind that we've had the last few days, they can come by and take care of them for you. Tigers manager A.J. Hinch announced this morning that Tarek Skubal will be the opening day starter for the Detroit Tigers when they open the season on March 28th. Who opened the season last year? You remember off the top of your head? And traditionally with him, he names the starter early. In spring training, and that's the and that's the case here. Yeah, is Casey Mize going to make the opening day roster, or not? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, he hadn't pitched for two years. Right now, for Tommy John surgery, I know, I know, he's missed the last eighteen months. I know. Um, they're, they're gonna they're 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 gonna watch him. There, he's gonna be on a pitch count. You know how you know how Hinch does it. it drives me nuts, but. 
Four weeks from yesterday is opening day of the regular season. Tigers in Chicago to play the White Sox. Then they go to New York to play the Mets. They're on a road for a week before they come home. Yep. So there's that. Uh, Michigan State men's basketball. Spartans leave today for Purdue. They play there tomorrow night. Eight, uh, is it, yeah, 8 o'clock tomorrow night they play. Yep. 1240 uh, WJIM Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Preceded by Live at Breslin with uh, uh, Steve Goff and yours truly 5-7 to seven from the Nuthouse. I had three local events to kind of peruse back and forth last night. Had little Red Wings, had little Michigan Rutgers men's basketball, little Michigan State Illinois women's basketball. I was I was at the uh, Portland at Williamston girls basketball game last night. We'll touch on that. but yeah, Let's was, touch on oh, that right, right as now. Well. We'll give you the Gillespie Group Daily Sparrow High School salute. Because I said to Brock, either pick the team, because Williamson scored an upset on the girls' play to end the regular season a mild, last night. A mild upset because Williamson's a league champion. But go on, go on, go on. Well, the Gillespie Group, which names every day a salute to an area high school player, coach, administrator, team, is renowned for bringing positive change. Through creative real estate solutions, many of their developments are recognized locally and nationally. You can tour any Gillespie property. And you call 679-7364. What do you got for us? Uh, it is uh, uh, Pete Cool's Williamston uh, Lady Hornets. A mild upset at Williamston uh, High School. Williamston knocked off 8th-ranked uh, uh, Portland, Division Two, number 8 uh, Portland, 45-39. to 39. Abby Brannon, 13 points off the bench. Reese Gaetan also had 13 points. Williamston, 17-5 and five on the season. Uh, they'll be a factor in Division Two, And uh, as will Portland, despite the loss, they are 19-2 and two on the season. And Portland hosts their own district coming up next week. Also, honorable mention to Grand Ledge, who has struggled all season long, but they knocked off 8th uh, ranked in Division One Jackson Northwest at Grand Ledge High School last night, 42-35. to 35. Elena Armstrong, who's Grand Ledge's best player, she had a double-double, 11 points, 10 rebounds. So I guess those two uh, upsets there uh, in girls basketball. To wrap up the regular season, Pretty, every, I think there's one game tonight involving Weberville. But after that, regular season's over in girls basketball. The Gillespie Group's Block 600 is in the Stadium District. It is a hotel, grocery store, and apartment all in one. You can live above the Capital City Market in the Block 600 lofts. You enter the grocery store and you never leave the building. Once again, the Gillespie say you want a tour of all their properties that might fit for you in any way, 679-7364. So Brock named a lot of uh, recipients of our salute this morning. We'll... Uh, boil it down on the girls' side to Williamston and Grand Ledge's teams. Portland's only lost two games. What, Lansing Catholic was one, and then last night to Williamston last was the other. Last night to Williamston, yeah. Like, when did the girls' district pairings come out? I haven't even... Sunday. This Sunday? This past Sunday. This lab is going to say. You yeah, don't get yeah, one yeah. day. Just go, go to the game, 730am.com. I have the list for you. How they're, are they're all there. And so I'll I know go you're them broadcasting to... tonight, so how are you doing any broadcast of a live game next week? We'll let you know once we know all the schedule for MSU hockey and MSU women's basketball. I mean, is it a lock that it's going to be a boys' regional we game? We don't know yet. So it could be a girls' district it final. It could be a girls' district final next Friday, and then that'll be it for the regular season for us. Uh, yeah, and because then we're be into for the, the tournament. Because then we're in deep into the tournament. and uh, because Oh, yeah, the following week is the boys' uh, semis and finals. So, yeah, next week, uh, hopefully we won't have any conflicts. Either it, It'll be either next Thursday, a boys' regional final, or a girls' district final, the final night. And then, then Eric and I will be done for the season, and we'll be wrapped up. Uh, if we make it that far, one week from today is our 31st anniversary show. Uh, so we're, uh, I don't know what we've got planned. It probably will be just as amateurish as all the rest of them. Uh, but uh, 
we'll observe. We never celebrate around here. We observe. But I got asked going down the hall by, you know, the management people and salespeople. I said, oh, the next part, I said, yeah, go ahead and, you know, shower us with whatever, uh, including complaints. Um, <laughs> the boys are in town next weekend for uh, other uh, things. And, uh, and we get asked when they're in town, do they come in? And the last time... Uh, two of the three were in town, so they came in for an hour. And they have no shortage. They're like you. They criticize me, and they have no shortage of opinions of their own. Oh, I know. especially They're just like you. Especially Petey on Purdue basketball. Man, he is active on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Well, he's sweating bullets tomorrow night because they're playing he the shouldn't. parties uh, tomorrow night. But uh, they'll be in probably for at least an hour uh, to gab back and forth, whether all three, because they, they, they still work. They just work virtually away. Whether or not they got an hour into the noon hour next Friday or not, we'll have to see. And whether we do anything else. We have a lot of guests today, and I started the morning without any, and now I got more than we got any time for, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, so, I, yeah, I saw the three. So the Red Wings, I mean, I kept waiting for them to just go over ahead and overtake the Islanders, and, and that didn't happen. Nope. I mean, you're not going to win all the games in the NHL. No, not even at home. And then... Uh, Boy, Michigan basketball. Yep. The, of where's, all where's the quality dairy stats around Michigan basketball, uh, the one that sticks out to me the most, they have clinched last with a week to go, they've clinched last place in the Big Ten for the first time in 57 years. The last time Michigan men's basketball finished last in the Big Ten was the 66-67 season. Which was the year after Cassie and Bill Bunton left, is that right? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. Okay. Uh, they've lost six in a row. Rutgers beat them by 30 last night, 82 to 52. So they've lost six in a row. They're eight and 21. I told Brock three weeks ago they're not going to win another game. They've lived down to that. And I don't see them in the last two games winning at Ohio State or home against Nebraska. I don't either. I just don't see it. Nope. And they had their guard, uh, what Doug, Doug uh, McDaniel, on the with them last night. He had missed six road games because of academic issues. So he, he or was, so they say. He played last night, got about 13 points. They still got beat by 30. And Rutgers isn't exactly tearing it up. Nope. But last night. Rutgers is the epitome of mediocre this year. Michigan had a 7-1 and all-time record playing Rutgers at Rutgers. Well, now they're 7-2 and after losing by 30 last night. I, I don't know how Michigan's going to extricate itself from the issues it's got with men's basketball because, it, to me, it's real simple. They just don't have any players. And and uh, whether they're going to get some that's going to get them above from where they are or not, I guess all of that remains to be seen. So before we get to break and before we get to a lot of guests and all that, uh, what would it be? Uh, if I had a nickel for every time Lyle from Lansing was on the air with us for one reason or another, Brock, would we? Where would we be? Would we? I guess we. We got to go quickly to him because we're up against a break. Oh, really? Uh, like that bothers him? Of course not. Uh, he's up on the Friday morning. Sparrow Stone on Sports. Good morning. Good morning. When you get back off, uh, you know, selling your advertising, uh, give me your uh, Reader's Digest version on the Indiana Fever. They, I was just reading Greg Doyle in the Indianapolis Star. That town is on fire about her. First of all, you guys had me. I thought she would go just for the fact that any record she said, they would just they would blackball her. They're saying that she was just fattening the uh, the numbers, but. Anyway, I'm surprised. Well, I mean, first of all, that's going to first of all, it's a it's a basketball state, and it could be a basketball state that is going to be headlined 
by a women's basketball player, which in some ways, given the history of the sport, would be unique, especially in that sport. And the first thing I thought yesterday was when you think of all the girls in high school basketball, middle school basketball, grade school basketball, and they're going to want to go watch Caitlin Clark play for the Indiana Fever. My wife said last night, will they draft her? I said, let me tell you something. If they don't draft Caitlin Clark with the first pick in the WNBA draft, that will end the franchise because they will be run right out of town immediately. And did you oh, see? The, did you see the Indiana Fever actually tweeted out on their official uh, Twitter or X handle? Uh, season tickets available now, and it well, showed pictures of Aaliyah Boston and all the other players. They'll sell them all. And Aaliyah, Aaliyah Boston's a great player, by the way. Yeah, but she doesn't sell tickets like uh, Caitlin nope, Clark. No, she doesn't. I th- my, Which is I, too bad for Aaliyah. So sleeping on this, what I thought was, you know, she's at the height of her marketability right now. She's playing in what I would call a good team, not a great team. And they lose some of these players. And if she was back next year, she would be targeted by the other teams even more than what she is now. I think the pressure on her to, to, you know, at the level of winning and so on and productivity would be even greater than what it is now. You know, Judd used to say, leave when they want you to stay. Don't stay like dumb me's doing, don't stay long enough till they can't wait to get rid of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like when you had Susie Merchant on the other day, she said, hey, you know, she knew her as a passer. I'm telling you, that kid is going to make those other players down there so good. Uh, it's just amazing. And I was, I mean, you had to be surprised because it, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing because you guys had me talked into it. Well, I, I mean, the, the, there, there was an obvious upside for that is the adoration she would get from her home state. But you know what? Indiana's close by, so she's not a long ways away. I, I think she's got another family tie in a way. Or some, yeah, she's got some kind of a tie in the Pacers or whatever it is, or boyfriend. I don't, I don't know her social life, up to date, whatever. I, I think, when, you know what? You leave when they want you to stay. Because if she'd have been back there next year, people like me would have tuned in every night to watch her score 40. And Iowa might, I don't think, is nearly going to be next, you know, next year even with her. And by the way, for all the yak about how what Iowa's done for women's basketball and all those fans and all the seats and all the tickets, let's see what happens next season when she's not there. <laughs> You've been saying that all year. I'm just yeah, saying. I know, if her name was Kate, I know if her name was Caitlin Stout, you'd be crying your eyes out because all the money would be flying away. That you, well, you know, I, I, have, I, I mean, our boys are spoken for now. But if they were, if they weren't, I'd say, hey, uh, you know, let's uh, let me call somebody and say, do you guys believe in blind dates? <laughs> you are horrible, absolutely horrible. <laughs> Thank you. Thank your kids out. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> very much. Later. That's why when they get in here, they, I get criticized all the time, right? I mean, I'm horrible. But does she believe in blind dates, Brock? You know, one way or the other. Uh, and now, how does the WNBA TV schedule work? We've got a guest in a moment. Go to break. Be right back. On we go. This is a Friday Sparrow Stud on Sports. In these uncertain times, two things are critical. Keeping costs down and your ability to communicate. The Antenna Men can install a new TV antenna and save you money by cutting the cord with cable and satellite. And Cell Signal Pros can install a cell booster to improve your in-home communications for increased cellular usage. Call the Antenna Men and Cell Signal Pros seven days a week. Watch TV for free with the Antenna Men. The Antenna Men. As Shaheen Cadillac of Lansing, you drive the future. 
with luxury at your fingertips. Experience our lineup of eye-catching sedans and SUVs. Cadillac is the next generation of high-end technology where remarkable comfort and attention to detail change the way you drive. Meet with one of our product specialists today or begin your experience online at ShaheenCadillac.com. Get this 2023 Cadillac XT5 for just $635 a month. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Hey, Michiganders, take them back. For decades, the state returned 90% of bottles and cans, making the state number one in the nation. Today, Michigan is only returning a disappointing 75%. State can do better, and it starts with you. Michigan's 10-cent deposit is a convenient and simple way to keep the streets, parks, and waterways clean, all while conserving valuable resources. These are your roads, your lakes, beaches, and your dimes, so take them back. The message brought to you by ShoePan, a Michigan company delivering sustainable material solutions since 1968. At Doggy Daycare and Spa, we love dogs, and we love taking care of your furry family member when you cannot. Our daycare and boarding services are offered exclusively to dogs who are enrolled in our program. Our team of dog lovers will provide your dog with the attention they need and deserve. Stop in for a tour at either one of our convenient locations on Mount Hope Highway in Delta Township and on the corner of Grand River and Cornell in Okemos. Give us a call at 333-WOOF. That's 333-9663 and let us love your dog. Doggy Daycare and Spa. Where the hip hounds hang out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We've partnered for years with our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza. You always get fast delivery and a variety of specials every day. Order online at cottagein.com. Convenient locations all over our area, especially East Lansing and Okemos. Cottage and Pizza offering a wide variety of gourmet pizzas, and you can build your own just the way you want. Handmade dough closes at 11.30 each night. Way to go, George Hoover, with the continued growth and success of our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza. Of all the recommendations that I've ever given you on this program through the years, no one goes higher than the Munn team for real estate advice. John and Jan Munn work as hard as anyone in the business, trust me, and they truly are realtors who get results. John's cell phone, 881-6623. Jan's at 282-6781. And when they put the one-two whammy on a sale or to get you the best deal possible, you have the best people working for you. The Munn team, real who truly get results for anything real estate. We love to endorse Duff Schroeder and his company Schroeder Homes on Dobie Road in Okemos. Everything they do at Schroeder Homes revolves around helping you make highly informed home buying choices so that you're totally satisfied. Google and check the reviews on Schroeder Homes with three communities in the Lansing area for you to build your dream home. Call for an appointment at 349-0560. The most dependable and reliable home builder in mid-Michigan we believe can continues to be Schroeder Homes, you go see for yourself. Tailgating season or any other special occasion, Tom's Food Centers in Okemos and Portland are ready to make it great for you. The Antia family has created Tom's Food Centers and they upgrade the stores with new renovations on a consistent basis. And it's also so convenient to get in and out right away seven days a week. 
A lot of things on sale. The stores are fully stocked. They're neat, clean, sanitary. And for all those special occasions, you can dart in and out anytime, seven days a week. Try them. Tom's Food Centers in Okemos in Portland. From Comerica Park to Jackson Field, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident. On the game, 730 a.m. On we go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio when you watch Friday Night Frenzy tonight on Channel 10. As you have all fall, all winter long between Joey and Fred, you'll get everything with the district championship games being played tonight. Joey usually is on the road in the gym of the uh, team Brock of the uh, Friday Night Frenzy game, which oftentimes is the same one as the one you're broadcasting. And he's on the other end of our line this morning. Morning, Joey. Morning, Tim. How's it going? Good, thanks. I'm guessing what? You're back in Mason at 5.30 for the live cut-in on the news this afternoon to preview the game tonight? That is where I'll be. 5.30, talking to the Ray Mitchell at East Lansing, and then uh, probably go find myself some dinner to kill some time, come back at 7 for the the big game, maybe the biggest game in the area. I know there's a couple of pretty good ones out there tonight. So have you seen these two play each other either of the first two times they met? I saw I saw East Lansing at Okemos. I know Brock was there. That was the game. Okemos actually held a lead in the third and then just kind of ran out of steam in the fourth. East Lansing pulled away. I believe they won by 12 in that game. But, I mean, I've seen Okemos play half dozen times this year. Same deal with East Lansing. They're both very good. It's kind of uh, a bummer the way the district shakes out because I think both teams are, you know, very worthy of going on a deep postseason run. But that's just the way it goes. That was the same thing with Mason, even – the other night, I thought Mason was good enough to go on a deep run. Would you be surprised if Okemos won tonight? I think I'd be slightly surprised. I mean, it's hard to beat a team, you know, three times in a row, especially a very good team like Okemos. They're insanely well coached. I don't think it'd be the biggest shock. I think if they're getting more efforts like they were getting out of guys not named Brennan and Colin Walton, it's a whole different team. I mean, Colin Alexander, 28 the other night, he led everybody. Uh, the Nick Gribarunas kid, I mean, he's been playing well down the stretch. So if they're getting that performances, um, Okemos is an entirely different team and one that East Lansing has to prepare just a little bit different for. Well, I was, uh, I told Brock, I said, and I'll get to this with you in a moment, I said, Joey, uh, picking these games is, I mean, last week when Michigan State had those two home games, he said, look out for, uh, words to the effect, look out for Iowa and Ohio State. And of course, we poo-pooed him and look what happened. And he's been pretty close on a lot of these other games where you didn't see him coming uh, and that. Uh, I, I, I thought Mason would protect home court and, you know, in a close game, maybe knock Okemos off the other night. But Okemos dominated that mm-hmm. game, won convincingly. My sense is even though they've lost East Lansing twice, they'll probably have a case of resolve tonight, a sense of resolve, and say, let's see if he can. If you do it three times, hats off to you. But you're going to have to do it a third time, and they're pretty good. No doubt. They're, and they're incredibly well coached. Jeff Watch always has them uh, in positions to, to win. And they've, they've been in that all season long. I mean, they, they got four losses, two of them to East Lansing, a very good team, one of the best teams in the state, uh, a Detroit Catholic Central team who's very good. And then they lost at home to a very good Waverly team that has athletes to hang with just about anybody in the area. So uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. I don't see it being entirely one-sided either which way. I, I think the third time's a charm. It's going to live up to it. And I, I honestly think either team could uh, pull it out tonight. I'd probably lean East Lansing. I think they just got a couple more players, a little bit more depth. But if Ogamis somehow finds a way to win, I will not be surprised. 
All right, I'll give you two other games here. Does Charlotte have any chance at home against Sexton, a team that's won 16 straight, and Langsburg's undefeated hosting Stockbridge, who's got a good record, but they're going to have to do it at Langsburg. And if Stockbridge won, that would be considered a major upset. But of the and Waverly DeWitt, any thoughts on any of those three games? I'll start with the Langsburg game. If Stockbridge can be the first team to figure out how to remotely uh, defend Xander Woodruff, I think they have a chance, but it's a lot easier said than done. He's been a scoring machine all year. He's been potentially the best player in the area all season long. Uh, I don't think they pull the upset. I think Langsburg, at least for another round, continues to stay unbeaten. Uh, Charlotte could have a chance. I mean, Sexton at times can get into that sloppy basketball where they get a little too cute out there, a little turnover prone, and they let teams back in that way. But this team seems a little bit different trying to win the district for the first time since 07 with Denzel Valentine's team and all of them. So I think Sexton is just laser focused at the moment. I think they'll find a way. And uh, same deal with Waverly. They can get out of sorts at times, get a little bit careless with the basketball. But, I mean, this seems like a team that realizes that, you know, the – the district is there for the taking, and I don't see DeWitt. I don't think they've got enough firepower to, to spring the upset. Uh, Michigan State, Wisconsin hockey. You followed hockey closely all season long. What are we looking at tonight? What would be somewhat of a surprise for you in the way the series turns out? It's. I mean, it's. It. This is exciting. It, it seems like these two teams have been trending this way the past couple of weeks. You know, to be playing for a Big Ten title, Wisconsin. Two points back of Michigan State with two games to go. I believe Wisconsin has to win two games in in any uh, form to win the league. Michigan State just has to win one game to eclipse that point total to the point where Wisconsin can't uh, come back. I don't see Wisconsin sweeping both games. I, I think you could see how that could be likely at home because home ice is such a big impact in college hockey. But Michigan State's been so good all year long, even – suffering a loss and then bouncing back that next night and finding a way to at least salvage a split. And they've been so difficult to win consecutive games on. They've only allowed it twice all season long. So uh, I think Michigan State senses something that they have not done in program history. They're not talking about it as such, but this is a really good team. Wisconsin's a really good team. I think it's going to be really good hockey. It's a bummer that it's not actually on linear television and we're going to have to find a stream for it. But uh, that's a whole topic for another conversation. But I think Michigan State finds a way to get it done. I think they'd rather try to get it done tonight than have to go into that Saturday game needing a win to win the Big Ten. All right, so last week I, I told this story. To, I told it on there. I said last week, you know, there's the day of the Iowa-Michigan State game. And, you know, Fred and I let's say, well, you know, State by 9, State by 12. Joy said, look out. It's going to be a very close game. If Iowa gets out to a quick start, which it did, Look out for the end. Well, we remember that the next day. Then Ohio State coming in. Oh, there's no way State's losing two at home. There's no way. Blah, 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 the whole deal. So I said, look out. You know, don't put that. <laughs> he was winning. Brock, he, he had, I don't know what he saw, uh, although he's watched them all season long. That said, setting that up, what about Michigan State at Purdue tomorrow night? I don't know if I'll be uh, as confident in that one. I mean, it's it's in Mackey, a place Michigan State has just struggled winning in the past decade. I don't see any answer for Zach Eady. I, I know nobody's had an answer for him, but this Michigan State team with their front court, um, I just don't know if they have an answer. I, I still am holding out on the fact that if this team can play up to its ability, it, now it's a massive if at this point of the season, that backcourt alone is good enough to keep this team in most ball games. So 
can they play up to the point that we have seen them play sporadically at times this year? Then I think you've got a game. Then I think you've got maybe a chance where Michigan State, you know, is fun, putting themselves in a spot maybe to win the game. But I, I think Purdue is just going to be too much. It's too hard to win there. And Zach Eady has been too good all year long. But we'll see. I, I would still take Purdue to win that game at home. And Northwestern at home next week and then at uh, Indiana on the weekend. Those two games next week to end the regular season. Any thoughts on either one of the two? I don't think either of them are gimmies. I mean, Northwestern's already beaten this team before. Granted, they're without one of their starting guards now for the rest of the year, so that team looks a little bit different. I do get the sense Michigan State will be playing with a little bit more, you know, desperation in their home finale there on senior night, and they know they need that win. Um, I I think either of those games could go either way. You, You go to Assembly Hall, it's never easy winning there, regardless of how good or bad Indiana is this season, and they're playing for their head coach. They want Mike Woodson to return there in Bloomington. So neither game will be easy. I could see MSU winning both. I could see MSU splitting. I could see MSU losing both, depending on what Michigan State team of late shows up. I don't think any of these three remaining games will be easy by any means. I do think Michigan State can still find a way to go at least 2-1, and one, which is probably going to be good enough to cement their spot in the NCAA tournament once again. All right. I can't let you go without Brock, his favorite team. The one he knows clearly the most about, and the hottest team on campus nobody knows about, is men's tennis. Uh, and you're <laughs> into all that. Why? What is Michigan State men? Because nobody knows. What's their record at the moment, right. and why have they? Because I can tell you, for years and years and years, they were the doormat of the Big Ten, as you probably know. Now all of a sudden, they're yeah. ranked. What, what happened? They've, it's just a total transformation there. Harry Janin, who had been on the team, he was an All-American his senior year. Um, he had spent five years under longtime coach Gene Orlando. So he kind of saw the ropes of what it takes to, to coach at a Big Ten level. And now with just the changing landscape, I think he was the perfect guy to come in there and kind of put his flavor on the program. And he understands this current landscape, especially what it you know means at a, a much smaller sport like tennis. Um, and he's just kind of infused a new energy into that program. They've got a lot of top-end talent, unlike anything I've seen from Michigan State in my entire existence here, having just been kind of watching the team from afar. And, you know, they've, they've got one of the best players in the country, and Ozan Barish, who's right from Okemos there, right in our backyard. And, I mean, they have a, a couple of very significant transfers who are really impact players a year ago at their respective schools. So, They've got a lot of depth this year, and, and they've recruited well. Harry's gone overseas in every inch of this world and has found a lot of really solid players that are now making immediate impacts on this team. They did suffer their first loss uh, this past Saturday to a, a pretty good Princeton team who's ranked uh, 35 at the moment. So that was the Michigan State's first loss of the year, but they did pick up two other ranked wins on the weekend in this tournament, Boise State and Auburn as well. So. They are, they're clicking at the moment. It's unfortunate for Michigan State fans because they're not back in town until, I believe, March 10th. So they've been on the road for, for some time after having been here for a couple of matches in a row. But they're fun to watch. Uh, I know they don't get the biggest draws, but they're entertaining. The matches are always fun. They're free to get in, I believe, still. They're still free, and uh, they definitely give you a good show. So they're definitely worth checking out, just even if you're the casual tennis fan and want to support Michigan State Athletics. Yeah, the frenzy will be interesting tonight, Brock, because these are district championship games that stand out by themselves. But it'll, if, but the hockey game doesn't start till 9. So that could end in the neighborhood of 11.15 to 11.20. 
or it could go overtime. Right. So that means the fellows are going to have to keep their eyes peeled to see because it could be breaking news, Michigan State wins the Big Ten hockey title, or breaking news, Michigan State lost tonight, and it goes to a deciding game tomorrow night. Right. So usually you know all of that well in advance because the games are at 7 or 8 o'clock. So, tonight, yeah. <laughs> so you'll be getting it on the fly tonight. It'll be over by the time. Yeah, absolutely. It might not even be over by the time we're off the air of a 9 o'clock local puck drop. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight either way. So I'll be glued, and we'll see when do they they break in. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh, this just came in. We got a final one way or the other, (laughs) but we'll have to see. Thanks, Joy. I appreciate your time. I know it's a busy Friday. Uh, Joy will be live at Mason with a preview in the 530 News today, and then, of course, Friday Night Frenzy with Fred tonight. Uh, Thanks for joining us. See you this afternoon. See you, Tim. Uh, Joey Ellis from WYLX-TV. We'll go to break, come back. Culligan Water Hotline to join us is 340-263. And our email address is tim.stout at wylx.com. At the Michigan State's women close their season at Wisconsin Sunday. That's another lopsided win. They're going to be 22 and I think, frankly, Brock, that, yeah, they, they have to be. Uh, you know, amongst the top 20. They haven't been ranked all year, but they got to be getting close to that. Either that or some of these teams in the Big Ten and Illinois and that group are just awful. I mean, it's one thing to watch the top teams and say they're pretty and fun to watch, Caitlin and everybody else, but that's one thing. But when those lower-tier teams go on TV and you see them, I say to myself, for those who are wondering, should I keep watching this type of basketball? And then they see teams like Illinois play or some of the others last night, you wonder, are they going to stay? And like I say, let's see next season. All that Iowa razzmatazz from all those fans. Let's see if all that continues with her gone. That and more in a moment as we roll on with a Friday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Here's what's on tap today here on The Game, 730 AM WVFN. Coming up at 1 o'clock here on WVFN, Detroit Tigers baseball. They're hosting the Philadelphia Phillies today in uh, Grapefruit League uh, action. That's if everything uh, works technically. We've had some a couple of technical problems so far. Uh, this spring, uh, then at uh, seven, then at seven o'clock here in six forty-five actually six forty-five airtime because of the seven o'clock tip-off. It's high school boys basketball. It's the Division One district championship game from Mason High School, Okemos and East Lansing. And over on twelve forty WJIM at eight thirty tonight, it is Michigan State hockey going for the Big Ten regular season title. They are at Wisconsin tonight, and that's what's on tap. The game seven thirty AM WVFN. Buying a home is an important decision. So when you're ready, you want to work with a financial partner you trust. You won't find a more personal loan experience than at Mercantile Bank, because to us, it is personal. Our lenders are in your local community and work for you, so you can feel confident you're getting honest advice from start to finish. When you find your happy place, Merck is here. To learn more, visit MerckBank.com mortgage. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. It's amazing to me the fabulous quality of Washworld in cleaning your vehicle. Two locations in our area, Okemos and Jolly Road, and on the west side, I-96 at the MLK exit. State-of-the-art, full service, free vacuum. Who offers that? $2 off on Wednesday, gift cards available, and you can get monthly and yearly wash subscriptions. You're in and out right away. Your vehicle looks great any time of the year. Make your car or truck look great at Washworld. The best in quality, the fastest service, believe me, in Okemos and Westside Lansing. You always have a great time at Scott Berman's One North Kitchen and Bar, 5,000 
Genoa, West Saginaw, Lansing. It's in the old Reno's West location. Dine-in or curbside service, all the info at onenorthdining.com. Or call 901-5001 for any special event. Open 11 to 11 and then till midnight on Friday and Saturday. A casual and entertainment-based environment where your gathering will have a great time every time. That's One North on West Saginaw in Westlands. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're looking for a little quaint bistro for a getaway at any time after work while the hot one in the area, as usual, in East Lansing Sidebar. Right next to Abood Law, okay, Abbott and Saginaw. It's wonderful for lunch or dinner or any special occasion where you don't want a jam-packed crowd, but there are televisions there to watch all the big games in a nice, quiet getaway. Try Sidebar, Google Sidebar. Take a look at what all they have for you. A wonderful menu, quaint, cozy atmosphere Sidebar in East Lansing. Michigan Plumbing, a leading provider of plumbing, drain cleaning, and water heater services to homeowners in the mid-Michigan area. And you can get an excellent in your home free for an evaluation. Call 322-2994. emergency plumbing and drain services for the entire mid-Michigan area. All home plumbing emergencies, all makes and models of equipment. What a great company it is. Michigan Plumbing. And they're right when they say we exceed your expectations. See for yourself. Michigan Plumbing today. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want custom built in Okemos for more more than 15 years, custom-built design and remodeling has been the leading full-service design-build remodeling company in mid-Michigan, and owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design-build company is, you got to Google custom-built in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by custom-built in Okemos, a great renovation company. This is Lenten season, Friday night during Lent, fish fries, right, Brookshire. It's 4 to 10 this afternoon, all-you-can-eat cod in their fish fry meals. Brookshire is looking for help in the pro shop this coming season, 655 4694. Melissa will help you there. Coral Gables, fish fries on Friday night, 337-1311. And remember, this is income tax season as well, and you need help, all right? Who doesn't need tax help? I don't care who we are. Mid-Michigan Tax to the Rescue for you. We highly recommend them. Deb Alderding and the staff at Mid-Michigan Tax, you need an appointment, and you can get one at 694-9545. And remember, if your company needs payroll help, Mid-Michigan Tax to the Rescue in that area as well. Sports fans unite. Let's go! This is the one place you can call home for all things sports. We're the game. 7.30 a.m. 
On we go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. I've got a little trivia here for Michigan State for you in a moment. However, it uh, caught my attention late, 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 and then early this morning. In men's Big Ten basketball last night, it was not just Michigan Rutgers. That final from Columbus. Ohio State 78, Nebraska 69. Playing their way onto the bubble just like Iowa that is. That Jake Diebler, the interim coach, is 3-1. Yes, I may is. have to pen him in for Big Ten Coach of the Year. And he may only coach like six, seven games. And they got Michigan and Columbus next. Which they're going to win. Call me crazy, I'll take the Buckeyes. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to call you crazy. Now, how is it that this Chris Holtman, they lost 17 straight road games, blah, blah, blah. They fired the guy, same players. They beat Purdue at home. Okay, then they lost a close game at Minnesota, beat Michigan State in East Lansing, and now they won over Nebraska, who's a 20-team NCAA tournament team last night. How's that work? Well, I mean, these are the same Ohio State players, NAN, and Ohio State lost at Michigan earlier in January by six points. In fact, isn't that the last game uh, that Michigan won was at Ohio State? I don't, I, don't uh, I don't think so. I think they won another one after that. Well, Ohio no, State, they beat Wisconsin. Ohio State's 3-1 and one under the interim coach, Jake Diebler. Uh That is correct. And their record now is, their overall record now is 17-12, and 7-11 well, in Michigan Well, Michigan State's 17-11. I know. And they'll be 17-12 if they lose at Purdue. Right. And Ohio State fired the coach. Yeah, I know. Uh, Iowa, by the way, they won earlier this week. They're 17-12, and 12, just like Michigan State is. Well, no, that's if st- State loses tomorrow. If State loses tomorrow, they're 17-12, and 12, just like Iowa, just like Ohio. As some, you'd think Ohio State was 10-20. and 20. No, and they're, they're seventeen and twelve. They're seventeen and with 12. seventeen straight road losses till they won at Michigan State last Sunday. I'm telling, they've got a win over Purdue. They've got a win over uh, Michigan State on the road. They're building their resume. Maybe for the they NIT, are. but well, d- d- Tim, if they win, let's they beat. Let's say they beat Michigan, eighteen wins. They win what two more or one more next week? That's nineteen wins. If they get to twenty wins, Tim, they could definitely. And that's a possibility that they could get in the NCAA tournament with a sub five hundred record in the league. In Lansing on the Colega Water Hotline, Tom is up on the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Morning, Tom. Hey, good morning, Tim and Brock. Well. Uh, number 22 is going to have her um, last home game probably um, this weekend against um, Ohio State. No, that's inaccurate um, because they host the NCAA tournament. So that's inaccurate well, right it, there. Well, it's not official right. what you said. It will be in about a week or so. Yeah. yeah. Um, the nice thing about all this discussion with Pistol Peak, um, I think a lot of people are going back to reveal his career because of all the... Um, publicity and everything so um i i went back and reviewed and uh it's just amazing how, how, what a what a talent he was i i think he died at the age of um 40 i believe it was yeah. he had some illnesses that led up to that um uh, so his professional career was kind of curtailed with um injuries here and there and so forth but yeah um and i i can't wait to um see um Caitlin and Paige in the WNBA. They're going to be stellar performers. There you go. Have a good weekend. This is just in, although I won't uh, label it a pure green Smith three. Michigan State's baseball game today with Western Michigan and Greenville, South Carolina, has been rained out. 
Oh, I've seen that. I see that. They are rained out in Greenville, South Carolina. So the revised weekend schedule before Spartan baseball comes home, they'll play (laughs) Western Michigan in Greenville, South Carolina tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock and then play Florida State. Spartans are 3-5 and on the season at the moment. And then Sunday, an 11 a.m. game against Illinois. It's a non-league game. It's a non-league game. I know. Uh, and then they come home, and then they go somebody. What? Then they go back to South Carolina. Yes, they do. Then they go back, week. and they hope to play their home opener two weeks from today. Yep. A three-game series against Evansville. I got a little trivia for you. Uh oh. Name me the year that Michigan State first began selling season baseball tickets. If you know, which of course you don't. I'm guessing. Who in the world would? I'm guessing, and I'll say this year. Uh, okay. It's never happened until... What did you do? See the news no, release? No, no. For the first time ever, Michigan State baseball fans have the ability to purchase season tickets. I never thought of it, and there was never any reason to buy season tickets unless it was a discount. Well, they have 24 home games scheduled. The The season tickets are 50 bucks, so that's like 2 bucks a ticket, which is cheaper than just buying the ticket. But now how many people are going to go watch 24 home games in weather that's about 50 below zero? Um, it says uh, all ticket levels for seniors, adults, and children are the same price. And admission is still free for Michigan State students with an ID. So they have 24 home games. Individual game baseball tickets go on sale later this spring. That's what I get here. Okay. How many season tickets will they sell at 50 bucks a ticket? I can't answer that. Uh, there's never been a demand because, uh, no. to be honest with you, I mean, look, reality. The, for a, uh, in a variety for a variety of reasons, let's just say home attendance at baseball has been sketchy, to say the least. Uh, now, whether March 15th for the first home game, but, you know, and then it's during the middle. Well, that's on a Friday to begin with. Um, so... We'll see how that goes. But they're rained out today in Greenville, South Carolina. They've been in Greenville, South Carolina for much of the winter. So, again, they come home because, what, this ends spring break, right? Spring break ends. And mm-hmm. then they go back, uh, I think, next weekend, whatever it for is. For the last stretch of the semester. Yeah, yeah, for the last stretch before the whole thing starts. So, Caitlin Clark's in the news, uh, which means... And, and, and Iowa hosts Ohio State on Sunday. Question, do they retire her number before the game or after the game? That would be something way down the road to bring her back on campus for some big you event. You think so? Yeah, because why would you waste a sellout crowd when you can bring her back oh, later? Oh, good call. I, mean, I didn't even, know, I didn't I'm even think I'm always saying, well, what's the cash didn't involved? Let's see if we can bring her back. Yep. Then we can get a sellout crowd, and we're not going to have a sellout crowd. Because let me tell you something. There are going to be tickets available as soon as she's done. You, you, that's 15500 in that place. Yep. Now, when she's there, it's one thing. And by the way, the, I'm more interested in the Indiana Fever. You know, she'll be picking up right where she left off because the WNBA plays in the summertime. Yeah, she, the, she'll take three breaths and she's going to keep she's playing. She's going to get drafted right after the NCAA Final Four is all over with. And then she'll probably take, what, three weeks to a month? Well, finish school, take a couple of weeks off, and then go to training camp because they start right around Memorial Day weekend. Well, the Somewhere mis- in that neighborhood. The misnomer is that she would have made more money at Iowa. It's going to be pretty comparable because, she, believe me, she has plenty of endorsement opportunities. She's already got a bunch now. She can continue to play right out of this season, right into the WNBA schedule. However, I'd be curious to know what normally does the Indiana Fever sell 
in tickets for home games and what is it going to be? And Frank, right now at their ticket office, what's the world look like? I, I mean, no. I mean, what does it look like? I sure. Mean, and, and and furthermore, does that change their price schedule? Mm. I jack that price right now. Take advantage of it while they, you know, what do they say? Strike while the iron's hot. I I think in a competitively, she has to look because there. I mean, Iowa fans, this isn't going much further. I think that she's got three home games left. She's going to play Sunday against Ohio State, and she's going to play two games perhaps in the NCAA tournament in Iowa City. Where the big deal is going to be is the second game that weekend in Iowa. So that would be uh, in two weeks. That would be a Sunday or a Monday. Yeah, that'd be in two weeks or, because or, the or Big Monday Ten tournament yeah. is next week. Yep. So she's got... Probably three home games. Probably. Because the first NCAA game is going to be against a low-seed team, and they'll get crushed. And then the next game, they'll be favored, but, you know, then you never know. They're playing a better team. And then after that, you know. They go to the regionals at the Sweet 16. <laughs> that's all she wrote. Yep. And now we'll see what the demand. Like I say, everybody says, you know, she's done a lot for her. Yeah, that is when she plays. Now let's see what happens when she doesn't. And by the way, now they'll come over here to state next winter. And state will probably just hang one on there. They're not going. You wait and see where they drop. You wait and see. I'll 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 make this bet with you right now. I'll bet you, next season, next season I was in the second division in the Big Ten. I'm not going to take that bet because I think that's possible. Uh, here are the news headlines, and we're back with hour number two. We got more guests coming up. Oh, it's a busy day here, and you can join us on the Culliga Water Hotline. This is the Friday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. WWVFN East Lansing, a town square media station. A game, 7:30 a.m. Lansing's only sports dealer. Hi. Only four percent of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Sports talk and the best play-by-play in Lansing. It's just what we do. We're Lansing's number one source for sports talk. The game, 7.30 a.m. Welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports. On Lansing Sports Station, the game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. Get him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Or send him an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in mid-Michigan, here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. 
Hour number two this morning is brought to you by the two wash roll locations in our area. Oh, what a beautiful day it is for a wash roll. Okemos and Jolly Road and I-96 at the MLK exit, okay? Uh, free vacuum service, $2 discounts on Wednesdays, all right? And uh, at the same time, there are gift cards available, frequency discounts, and the best washers in the area. Every single day, wash roll for you, okay? You'll love the two wash roll locations in our area. Uh, Michigan Golf Live is still a big deal around the state of Michigan. I, Brock, I know Bill Hobson's swing better than I know Tiger Woods' swing because every time he's on Bally Sports Detroit in, in some area, he's playing the course with the pro or whatever. Last, the last uh, one I saw was him at Arcadia. Well, that's been on a number of times, yeah, and he's I've been at Florida. It. I mean, he's obviously parlayed that, and we carry uh, the radio show. and the Every t- spring and summer. Looks like that's going to happen again this year. And he's got a promotion coming up because the golf season is around the corner, and we always enjoy getting caught up with Michigan Golf Live host Bill Hobson. Morning, Bill. Good morning. How are you guys doing? I know your golf swing better than I know Nicholas Woods. Trevino, because I see it constantly. <laughs> I mean, I see that thing constantly. What year is it for Michigan Golf Live now? And by the way, uh, the TV season, when do new episodes begin, and how does the radio season work together to fill us in on all that? Well, thanks. Uh, this is year 25 of this fun little project we started when, back when I had hair, and um, actually, the answer to when the new episodes start was last week. We aired a brand new one that uh, we put together to help celebrate our 25th. But the full season really kicks off on TV in April and then our radio show in May. So we're, we're kind of uh, in that position now where we're talking golf pretty much all year long and having a lot of fun. We're just really blessed to have been around for, uh, for 25 years. So, you, you, know, you know that. You've been around even longer than that. And it's, uh, it's, it's uh, hard to beat the gig that, uh, that we have. We get uh, to go to some nice places and meet a lot of really good people and celebrate the game that we love so much. And at a time when the professional game is in such a weird place, it's so fun to be able to celebrate it with everyday amateurs who just love to play. So how many are on the production crew when you travel, especially within the state of Michigan? How long are you gone? And home base, because you're up in the Thumb area, the Saginaw area, that's home base, right? Yes, I'm in Saginaw. And when we go do a shoot, um, it's kind of funny because typically if you're looking at a national, like if Golf Channel came to do a shoot like they used to with that big break show, they would bring 60 people with them. Um, We travel with four sometimes five, and that's it. Uh, We travel light, we're pretty nimble, we move quickly, and a typical show will take us about two days to shoot, uh, which is a lot of time to spend when you consider it all comes down to about 28 minutes worth of content, but we try to be thorough in the ways that we do it, and but but we we are on the road a lot. I was just looking at the schedule, I think, in May, I think we're 25 days if the weather cooperates. And in June, I think we're in that same region. Um, as we just, we go where we're invited, and thankfully, we're, we're still being invited places. And the show is on Bally Sports Detroit. Will it get a, a, you know, a single time slot? I mean, it must be tough to do with the Tigers and so on and the other pro teams. And is it seen on any other television stations in the state? 
Well, the good news is our friends at Valley have locked us in for the last several years, every Saturday and Sunday morning at 930. And then they re-air the show a bunch of times during the week. So that's where you'll see us at all times of day and night. But our, our cornerstone time slots are Saturday and Sunday morning, which has been fantastic for us. Um, our YouTube channel is another good place to go for all of the shows in case you don't have Valley Sports. And, uh, but inside of Michigan, Valley is our, our exclusive outlet. And uh, we do air the show in Chicago and in some other markets in the surrounding states. But Valley doesn't cover those markets. So those are on different networks. So I got asked this question the other day, and I couldn't answer it. I mean, it's obvious that Michigan Golf Live hits all the top resort courses. Do you ever go to any of the private country clubs? We've done a couple of them, but most of the private courses or private clubs um, aren't looking for advertisement. They're not looking for marketing. They are really pretty much full to the to the brim with members and waiting lists and things like that. Sometimes if they have a commemorative anniversary, maybe it's the 100th or the 125th or whatever, they'll, they'll want to commemorate that with, uh, with a special show. What we've really begun doing and, and getting great feedback on is featuring some of those places that don't normally um, get the attention they deserve. So we did a Hidden Gems special last year where we let our viewers nominate courses that had never been on TV before. We went to five of them. Uh, we've done a top 10 under $50 courses, uh, two specials along those lines. And people really appreciate that because while we certainly enjoy going to the top tier destinations and resorts, it is nice to pay attention to those that are, you know, mom and pop owned and operated and putting out great golf experiences at great prices. So we've, we've tried to kind of broaden our horizons a little bit to cover both ends of the spectrum. If you could, and I'm sure you've been asked this. In fact, that might probably have. If you could only play one more course in the state of Michigan, which would it be and why? <laughs> one more course. You know, I'll just go back to Arcadia. You can put me right up there on the, on the third tee of that par five, looking out at that infinity green, and I'll, I'll stand there for a long time, and then I'll go over to number 11 to that par five, which is actually my favorite hole on the planet. And um, if I can round it out with the bagpiper playing and some Ruthie's Delight dessert in front of me, I'm a pretty happy camper. So there are a lot of really good choices, but if I was down to my one round, I would take my son up there, and we would just uh, make a lasting memory. Uh, in my own case, I understand Arcadia. I get that. There are two red flags. When people ask me that of myself, I say, before I say Arcadia, am I paying the full price off the rack, and how crowded is it? Because if you don't want to play five-hour rounds, that course, in my opinion, generally speaking, is not for you. And if you're one who's somewhat, you know, economic-oriented or budget-oriented, that case, that course is not for you. Now, for me... In a perfect world, if it had public rates, okay, like the public courses anywhere else, and it wasn't jam-packed, and you could play in four hours or less, then I say it is what it is. But I think it comes like other courses also do. You have to decide. I, I had some friends of mine, Bill, come back from Florida. 
and they were and they're golfers, and they say and they're all done playing the public courses in the heart of the season in Florida because they're just sick and tired of playing five hour rounds, especially at inflated prices in season in the winter when obviously the business is going to be its best. I get the idea behind inflating the prices, but when you do that, depending on where the course is, you're to five hour rounds. I, I in my own opinion, unless or until. Golf can become more economical for the best courses, which is tough to do in northern Michigan because of the weather. And until you can speed these things around a bit so that you're not out there for the entire day, that's going to eliminate a portion of the golf population if you agree with any of that. Yeah, I'll I'll both agree and I'll, I'll push back on a little bit of it. First, you're right. Golf in general takes too long, and it's usually um, a fixable issue where if people would just pay attention to playing ready golf, they could shave a good half hour off their rounds. And there are many times where I'm out and, uh, and I'm frustrated with having to wait for the group ahead of me. However, uh, at Arcadia, I gotta say that if I'm, if I'm going to be outside somewhere for five hours, that's a pretty hard place to beat. Um, you know, in every direction you turn, it's just spectacular. Part of the, I think part of the long-time conversation about pricing of experiences like that um, has to be put into context. Yes, you can find a lot of golf courses in northern Michigan to play that cost less money than Arcadia. You can't, however, go to another top 25 course in America and play it for less. You're not going to go to Torrey Pines. You're not going to go to Pebble Beach. You're not going to go to Streamsong. You're not going to go to... Pinehurst, you're not going to go to Whistling Straits. Those places are all more than double right. of what it costs for a day at Arcadia. So it has to be in context. And yes, totally understand, doesn't fit everybody's budget. But for those that are kind of looking for a bucket list experience, you could go to Pebble, you can spend $700 for your round, be required to stay a night in the lodge at $1,000, and be required to add a four caddy at two fifty. That's all part of what you have to spend to play there or you can go to Arcadia. And by comparison, it's a great value. That's what Pebble is now anymore. That's what, that's what the requirements are to get on there. I've walked that course. with. I played Monterey and walked uh, Cypress and Spyglass around. Then we walked around Pebble as much as I w- wanted to do it. If I was going to have that bucket list level, uh, that would not be w- where I... You know, the problem with Pebble to me, Bill is the weather, because the weather is so unpredictable there. So you make a tee time months in advance to get your shot, but you're just hoping that you get there with a, you know, the postcard look at Pebble. All you have to do is watch that AT&T the first week in February and watch those guys freezing their brains out with the wind and the rain, and you say, why in the world would you want to go do that in those conditions? It's one thing to pay it if it was, you know, spectacular postcard, but, but it isn't always that way in the Monterey Peninsula, right? That's correct, and there are no rain checks at Pebble, so you're you're going out to play whether it's a monsoon or a beautiful day. And, you know, frankly, it's just not, to me, that's not that appealing. There are a number of courses within driving distance of here, um, both within this state and outside of the state. I mean, you take me, well, we can go in any direction in Michigan. You're sitting there in Lansing, you're you're 15 minutes from the first tee of Eagle Eye. That's a great golf course. 
uh, you want to go to Grand Rapids or a place that you want to go to Traverse City, you want to go over to the east side, there's places to play. But if your heart is set on leaving the state, go, go down to Big Cedar Lodge in Branson and play Payne's Valley, play Buffalo Ridge, play Ozark. I mean, there's, there's a, a destination that outside of Michigan is my favorite one in the country. So um, don't feel like, as you're a golfer right now trying to plan what your season's going to be like, Here's my recommendation. Certainly set your budget and fill in the trips you can make according to your budget. But if it's possible, if it's, if it's doable for you, schedule one of those bucket list rounds somewhere. Just somewhere. The, the kind of thing where you, you know you want to buy the shirt, you want to have the dinner, you want to tell your friends that you played there. There are those destinations in... For whatever it's worth, I, I really think that it helps you appreciate the game even more because you, you usually have these moments while you're getting ready to play and then while you're playing where you can look around and just say, man, Lord, I am blessed to be here today. Thank you for this opportunity. Let's go make the most out of it. And if it takes 20 minutes longer than I wish it had, then relax. Try to decaf. You're going to be okay and realize that you're in a special place. All right. Now, by, by the way, Steve, if you're if it's taking you five hours to play your your local public golf course, then they've got a problem. Yeah, problem. you think about it. So before you go, you uh, have a news release out today about a promotion involved, and I didn't read it all. It involves putting, which of course Brock knows I'm great at. Nonetheless, tell us about the promotion that includes the public with you uh, around your putters here as we get ready for the new season. Oh man, how many strokes do we all give up on the greens? It's crazy. Um, so we're, we're doing a new series in our, we built a new sim of uh, simulator and video studio here in, in kind of a 25th anniversary uh, step forward. So I have a new facility where we can do stuff all year round. And we're launching a new series we just did today called Five Footer Fridays, where every week we're featuring a different putter. Um, and for the first month, the month of March, we're featuring five different putters from Detroit Putter Company, which is truly a Michigan-based, made-in-Michigan, handcrafted line of putters. It's just fantastic. And each week I'm using a different one. We do a little interview about the putter, but then the video doesn't end until I make five in a row from five feet. Thankfully, it doesn't take terribly long. And then on the other end of that, we're giving you a contest entry phrase because one viewer uh, will end up winning their choice of putters from Detroit Putter Company. So that's the start of Five Quarter Fridays. It's every Friday, and in March, they'll all feature different Detroit Putter Company putters, which is a, a mouthful to spit out. We're just having some fun, trying to give people some warm weather ideas and thoughts as we get geared up for a golf season that hopefully is, you know, I know we get a day here or there, but hopefully five or six weeks from now we'll be playing full force. Absolutely. Uh, Bill, stay in touch. Got our phone number. Uh, we'll be carrying Michigan Golf Live again here on WVFN on Saturday. Pardon, Brock, what'd you say? Yeah, sure looks like it will. Not finalized yet, but it looks like that's going to happen once again. And then Bally's, Always a great program. And then Bally Sports Detroit. I mean, it's all over the place. The lady, And they're well-produced, too. That's the other thing. I think they're extremely well-produced. I thought your piece on Charlevoix, because you did the entire community in several courses. Charlevoix's been in our blood for 50 years. And, uh, and there, you know, there's a lot for people to do in a variety of ways besides play golf. You know, Belvedere has been part of our lifeblood for years and years and years. And I see that their pro, Marty Joy, just got a huge uh, 
you know, he got a, a, a big salute from the Golf Association of Michigan for service to the industry, and he deserves it well because Belvedere is one of the great, and it's also one of the ones that you can afford as well with a great deal of tradition. But Northern Michigan's got a lot of them. People, when I was, every time I'm in Florida, where should I'm going to go into Northern Michigan? I said, the problem you got there is there's so many to choose from that are so good. The only thing you got to root for is to have the best weather you can because they're that good to play. And Bill, my father summers and, and my, my father and stepmom summer in Gaylord, of course, the Gaylord Golf Mecca. And I, when my, our family was younger, we lived for a few years in the early 1980s up in Gaylord, so I'm very familiar with that. And I'm glad you feature the great courses around the Gaylord area because they are considerable. Yeah, they are so good in that region. And we are getting ready to shoot a brand new show for them in June where I will play a selection of the toughest holes in the Gaylord Mecca. We'll go to each of the courses and kind of tackle their, their toughest uh, challenges out there. So just remember this, friends. We added heavily. All right. Good, Bill. Good to talk to you. Happy New Year. Happy golf season. Stay in touch, and we'll talk with you again soon. Thanks, Tim. Have a great one. Bill Hobson. He's the host. That 25 years, that thing is, has made it. Fantastic. And they're good well, for him. And their TV, they're well-produced. It's very, it's very good. I can see why those courses are inviting him to come and showcase them. Uh, because it does have a good audience. It's fun to watch. And uh, and again, they got all kinds of interviews and stuff, including the pro tours that go through Michigan on the uh, radio show Saturday mornings here and WVFN and across the state as well. You're listening to the Friday Sparrow Stout on Sports. City Limits in Mason. What a gathering place for people who've enjoyed bowling and just recreation and get-togethers for a number of years. And it's going hot and heavy and it's safe and sound. And you ought to see all the people in the parking lot who enjoy City Limits every single day. You can sign up for a bowling league for a special occasion seven days a week after a game or go watch games on the big screen TV. City Limits on Cedar Street in Mason. Everybody knows where it is and everybody loves it. You'll love City Limits Cedar Street in Mason. You never know what time of year you're going to need the talented people and services of Doty Mechanical, 615 South Waverly and Lansing, one of the terrific service companies in our area through the years. Heating issues, cooling issues. You need a generator. You need plumbing help. All of that and more from the great technicians at Doty Mechanical. They carry the carrier products. They're the exclusive distributor in the area. 327-7777-327-7777 when you need that kind to help call Doty Mechanical. Pure Green Smith Tree to the rescue for you for landscaping this season. Hey, lawn treatments are going to start soon. Have you made your plans yet? Pure Green Smith Tree has a great program and even better pricing. Believe me, at 703-1111. You'll get a quote today and compare that with a program you had a year ago. Prepaid discounts are available. Again, call 703-1111 before the dandelions show up and turn your lawn yellow. It's a big deal to Pure Green Smith tree to make your lawn look great. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges and Meyer wellness vitamins or supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus I can save even more with M perks like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. 
Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. The game, 7.30 a.m. This day in sports history. March 1st, 1969. New York Yankees center fielder Mickey Mantle announces his retirement from baseball. Mantle was an idol to millions, known for his remarkable power and speed and his everyman personality. While the Mick patrolled center field and batted cleanup between 1951 and 1968, the Yankees won 12 American League pennants and 7 World Series. This day in sports history on the game, 7.30 a.m. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Day. One of the most popular restaurants in our area for years continues that way. Woody's Oasis on Trowbridge Road in East Lansing. As the saying goes, eat at Woody's, live longer with a Mediterranean cuisine. And now the menu has some wonderful new items they're all excited about. Chicken kafta along with their Woody's burgers, gyros, fries, and a whole lot more. For all the information, the website woodysoasis.com or call 351-2280. Woody's. Eat at Woody's, Trowbridge Road, East Lansing, and live longer. Golf is never out of season at Michigan State's Forest Acres Complex. Regardless of the weather or the time of the year, you can practice with the facilities. And the pro shops have all kinds of spectacular apparel and Michigan State artifacts you really can't find anywhere else. Great for gift-giving ideas at any time of the year. Online, golf.msu.edu for everything Michigan State. And the 2024 season has got a lot of opportunities for golfers everywhere. Forest Acres Complex Golf at Michigan State. Candy Ford in Charlotte, the home of the greatest deals on wheels. They've had that slogan for years and years, and it just keeps getting better every single day. John Dykstra says it's worth the drive, okay? Down I-69 from the Lansing area to Charlotte to see the deals they have for you. They'll get you the best deal you can possibly find on a Ford vehicle new or used. And if trucks are your thing, okay, Candy Ford is home of the greatest Ford trucks that there are available. You're always ahead. Whenever you choose Candy Ford, worth the drive to Charlotte for sure. We've got a high five to Greg Sinecropi and everyone who has built Arts Pub into an iconic location on Kalamazoo Street in downtown Lansing. It's a great game day hangout serving a wide menu of pub grub and pizza plus a shuffleboard table, dine-in or takeout, closes at 11 p.m. And the menu can be found online at artspublansing.com or call 977-1033. Serving all three labor shifts in the city with wonderful fare. Arts Pub, Kalamazoo Street. Have a great time there in Lansing. Beautiful day for a touch-free car wash. Lake Lansing Road Mobile gets you 25 cents a gallon off the price of gas right across from the Eastwood Town Center. They have service bays that'll service your vehicle. You're in and out right away Monday through Friday when you call 484-2300. Across the street in the Eastwood Town Center. Hey, you know the drill. There's a Culver's by Walmart. That, that one Culver's when you order from there. In that order, you mentioned Stout on Sports. The price gets reduced across the board 10%. From Mud Ice Arena to Little Caesars Arena, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident on the game, 7.30 a.m. 
Bob and Go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. I guess the Driven Collision story of the day are all the big events on this first weekend of the month of March. Just tonight, yeah. Uh, tonight, tomorrow, uh, there's a few on Sunday, right? This is the last week coming up where we don't uh, get to daylight savings time because the clocks move ahead one week from tomorrow. Tomorrow night, yeah. So uh, that'll make it lighter later. And if the weather's good... That's can, a good thing. You can play golf in the in the earlier in the evening. In Springport, Steve's up next to the Culligan Water Hotline on the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Morning, Steve. Good morning, Tim Brock. I just wanted to make a comment regarding Pebble Beach. I was there in 1993, and I stayed at the lodge for, I think it was $2.50 a night to stay at the lodge, and it was $1.50 for a round of golf. And if you were general public, which a gentleman I got teamed up with was, uh, he happened to come in, he was on his honeymoon from Detroit, just was driving by and said, oh, honey, I got to play Pebble Beach. It was 175 for him, and that was ex- exorbitant at that time. But uh, something, my bucket, one of my bucket list things that happened, so uh, I'm very happy about that. Did you enjoy it? Oh, yes. Uh, I, uh, there were some special things that happened um, prior to that, but I remember on the, on the sixth, above the sixth green, where you're looking over the seventh green and the eighth tee, I, I saw a whale breach out in the ocean. And that was, that was interesting, <laughs> to, to say the least. And there was, like I said, there were some other issues that went on with Double Beach, but it was a great time. I, I've been there, and I've been uh, St. Andrews and uh, a couple other places. I've, I've got a lot of my bucket list out of the way regarding golf. Uh, my one would be Augusta, but don't think I'll ever get to I'd get to go, but uh, won't be able to play, though. That's yeah. unfortunate. All right. Good, Steve. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and then, yes, the prices. You know, the irony of the Monterey Peninsula is that uh, it's not just Pebble Beach. That's the one that gets all the publicity. My dad used to tell me that he thought uh, Cypress Point and Spyglass were better. Which are two of the courses they play in the rotation for the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I I played Monterey Peninsula, and they use that now, and that's spectacular. You know what I liked about that was when we came to the... um, the uh, ninth tee box because there's a halfway house just like all the country clubs have. Most of, right, right. And you order and then you play the ninth hole and then you pick it up and go on to number 10. I had to decide whether I wanted the lobster roll oh, geez. or the shrimp cocktail or both. I mean, uh, I thought that you don't see that at a lot of the halfway houses between 9 and 10 on a lot of the courses. You know, they didn't have anything like hot dogs. I mean, it was, do you want the it lobster? It was hoity-toity. It was very hoity-toity. I would, pr- no, if, if, I would probably get the shrimp cocktail. I'll tell you what, though, to would. me, weather is everything, though, when you, especially when you get old, and especially if you're paying a lot of money. Sure. Now, I... Playing I, in the rain isn't fun. If I only, if I was going to bucket list one, which... Because I always tell the kids are that way. They always want to play the best courses. And I say to me, when you hit a good shot, the feel is the same whether you're out in a field or whether you're playing Augusta National, the feel of hitting it soundly, and it, which I always do, as you know. Always? I mean, I almost, Nobody always I does mean, that. I mean, I almost always have the feel of a crisp shot. I always, you know, what they said, describe, you know, your game. I always say booming drives, deft irons, and crisp putting. And, um, no, you say crisp irons and deft putting. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. What you say. Booming drives, crisp irons, and deft putting. Yeah, that. And uh, especially if you give yourself the six-footers. But 
Uh, but nonetheless, um, but they disagree. They want to go play. They, you know, they, they want to play. The, but the only one, though, if I was going to, Tom's played St. Andrews, and he loved it. He thought it was because of the history of it. The whole thing oh, is I'd a, love to play St. Andrews. The whole thing Andrews. is the history of it. Yeah. But to me, Pebble, I mean, I, they get that because of the TV exposure and their history through the years. With the U.S. Opens and But the other night, PGA there, when we, we, oh, we, were watching a, we were watching a documentary the other night. And they went hole by hole by hole by hole. And I thought to myself, you know, why is that hole any big deal? Why is that any big deal? you got houses all around it and so on. I mean, the ocean is the ocean. is great. To me, the, the little par 3-7, that's the whole course, right? Right there more so than 18 but nonetheless the, at times they, it plays like less than 90 yards and it's but it's one of the tougher par threes in the world but to me if you're going to pay that if nothing else and like he says you can't they, they don't do rain checks there because you can get away with it you can get away with just you know when you're on it i don't know how they divvy up all the money there and then you have to stay at the lodge anymore as well um that when I was, we were there because we knew a friend that had, had a home on 17-mile drive. Now, that was pretty strong. Mm -hmm. That was pretty strong. He has since passed away. The home was sold for some incredible price. The other thing about the Monterey Peninsula, which to me uh, is surprising, is that as you approach that part of California, the outlying area, you can't believe the poverty uh, in the outlying area, getting into the Monterey Peninsula area, into the town of what Pebble Beach is, but that's where what, Eastwood was the mayor there. Oh um, yeah, Carmel, the Carmel. But but I can't. I, it, it's amazing to me uh, that they try to stuff that AT and T tournament in the first week of February. Because if you pay the months, and you know, they've gotten rid of most of the amateurs now from that thing. They've changed that format there. They still do it. And one reason is because the pros don't want to play with them anymore. They don't want to go through those five-hour rounds. They don't want to do it in the bad weather. You look at their, when it was Bing Crosby's clam bake, that was, all the big stars were there. Oh, but, yeah. But now you look at that thing, you, they have a leaderboard. You never heard of half those, most of those guys. And they, that's a designated event now. And then it's a designated event now. But I, I claim if they're going to do that way, they got to figure out a way to move the date back because the first week in February, it, if you get one good day, they're out of four. It's one thing. But to go through the entire week there, and you got 80-degree days, and it's a lot of fun to play in shorts, uh, forget it, because that's not going to be the way it is. Now, since golf is on this uh, bit, uh, Ryan Brim of Michigan State yesterday uh, at the tournament in Palm Beach Gardens, which used to be the Honda, now it's the... Cognizant Classic. Uh, he shot 200 par 69 yesterday, and he tees off at 12.51 today. So Brock and I are rooting for him to try to make the cut. He's got He's going to probably... Oh, he's going to have to shoot under par probably to make the cut. Probably. What is the cut projected? Right now it's at, at, at minus two, but half the field's only is only half the field is out right now. So we're well, not going to know I mean, if later. he projects a minus two, if he shoots even par, he gets in. But you would think if he can shoot minus two yesterday, can he shoot minus two today and move up a little bit and make some th money? Th that's the thing. Right now, 75 players are at minus two or better. So it could, it could go up, could go down. We'll see. All right, Brock. This is a noteworthy day in Michigan State sports history. And I am uh, very grateful, as usual, to our Big Ten historian, Mike Pierce for Michigan State fans everywhere because it's the first day of March. What happened on the first day of March in Michigan State sports history? Let's start with March 1st, 1965. Mm. Since the Spartan men play at Purdue tomorrow night, on that date, 40, 59 years ago tonight, Michigan State beat Purdue 110 to 92. It was the most points the Spartans had ever scored in a Big Ten game. The late great Stanley Washington led the way 27.17 rebounds. No shot clock, no three point line. 
the last game of the season in Jenison Fieldhouse, March 1st, 1969, 55 years ago. Spartans got 22 points from Lee Lafayette, 21 points and 22 rebounds from senior Bernie Copeland, 85-72, upset win over defending Big Ten champion Ohio State. And that victory denied the Buckeyes a second consecutive Big Ten title. March 1st, 1969, same date. 55 years ago, times have changed since then. Grady Penninger, the Michigan State wrestling coach, his team won the Big Ten title by 43 points over the runner-up Iowa Hawkeyes. Mm. Michigan State wrestlers won six of the nine Big Ten titles that year, 55 years ago, led by heavyweight Jeff Smith, who improved his record to 19-0. and And there are more to come, which we'll pass on in a moment on this date in 19, uh, on March 1st, back through the years. I've got more from Mike Pearson, which I'll pass on after the break. This is the Friday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Mid-Michigan has been blessed for 89 years with the convenience of the quality dairy stores serving Mid-Michigan in so many different ways. Sundry items at any time you're short, you can run to a quality dairy store. Everything from gasoline to laundry to bakeries to delicatessen, you name it, and the quality dairy stores have it for you. And their fresh baked items are fantastic, and there's always something in the deli that's special every day. There's always high quality at Quality Dairy, serving you all over mid-Michigan seven days days a week. Young or old, okay? Male or female, you got some pains, you got aches, peak performance physical therapy is where you ought to start first. And they've got locations now in DeWitt, Mason, Westshire Drive and Lansing, and also Grand River Avenue in Okemos. 853-6800 is the number. Before you go through all those doctors and any of those surgeries, let their people take good care of you if they've done for so many people in the area. And hey, if you mention Stout on Sports when scheduling your evaluation, you receive a free Free gift when you come in for your first appointment. Peak Performance Physical Therapy. There's always great news at any given time from iDevelopment. We get the latest from Nathaniel Ide. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. Lots going on in every part of the city, whether it's Lansing, East Lansing, Okemos, really any part of the greater Lansing area. For people who have office needs, retail, residential, we're here. We stand ready to help with any of your commercial real estate needs. iDevelopment, serving so many people for so many years in so many ways. Google iDevelopment to see how they can help you. The official printer of Stout on Sports, the best printer, best print shop I've seen in the area, ASAP Printing in Okemos. West Jolly Road on the strip mall just off Okemos Road. Ed Giles got it's easy to find. You park right in front. It's clearly marked. 349-7300 with any questions. ASAP printing. All right. If you need signage for getting your people back to work, Florida Cal's informational posters, yard signs, banners, all that because of the pandemic or anything. That's ASAP printing where no job is too big or too small in Okemos. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ozzy, the official jeweler of Sparrow Stout on Sports. Kitty corner from the Frandor Shopping Center with such convenient parking. But maybe you need some consultation. You can call Brooke Humble and the staff anytime at 332-7900. 
Every day is a special day at Ozzy Jewelers, the best jewelry store anywhere we say in Michigan, let alone the mid-Michigan area. The number again, 332-7900 for that special occasion at any time. Ozzy Jewelers to the rescue for you. If you can't imagine a morning without pain, the highly skilled specialists at Sparrow Orthopedics and Sports Medicine are here for you. Sparrow is the largest orthopedics and sports medicine program in mid-Michigan, offering a range of services, including trauma, rehabilitation, surgery, and joint replacement. And the Sparrow team is nationally recognized and certified as a Blue Distinction Center of Excellence. Their physicians have great experience treating athletes of all types from high school to the pros. You can learn more about the leading-edge medicine. Go to sparrow.org backslash orthopedics. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want custom-built. In Okemos, for more than 15 years, custom-built design and remodeling has been the leading full-service design-build remodeling company in mid-Michigan, and owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design build company is, you got to Google Custom Build in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by Custom Build in Okemos, a great renovation company. Back to the best in sports yeah, talk now. now. On the only station serving Lansing with the best sports talk for 30 years at game 7:30 a.m. On we go from the Driven Collision Studios. And as we mentioned in hour number one, this is a big night 10 uh, in our area, 10 district championship games tonight in the area on the Michigan High School Boys Basketball Tournament. And you will hear at 7 o'clock straight up, Okemos versus East Lansing, third game between the two at Mason High School. And then Friday Night Frenzy on Channel 10 will have all the scores and highlights. Toward that end, we always appreciate some time we get with Okemos head coach Jeff Wanch. It's a big day, big night for his team, and he's on the other end of our line this morning. Morning, Coach. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Jeff, I was a little surprised, not that you beat Mason the other night, but I was surprised that it appeared to be that that game Okemos pretty much had in hand most of the way, certainly in the second half. Did that surprise you at all, or did you see that kind of win coming? Not, well, Mason was a tough prep. Um, they do things really well, and they they play unified as a group. Um, so I didn't see I didn't see the score getting as large as it did in the first half. And when they made their comeback, our guys got in some foul trouble. Um, I wasn't surprised to see their skilled guys step up and make plays. But it was nice to get things back rolling in the second half and um, get a comfortable lead. Thanks to Colin Alexander getting getting hot from three. Uh, and what, Brock, he had 28 points in that game? 20 in the second half, 16 in the fourth quarter, as Brian Calloway told me. So could he have a game like that tonight, Coach, or would you be surprised uh, he's that good, or that was a night where the basket was as big as a peach basket for that matter? You know, well, it's, it's kind of a funny story for him because when he was a sophomore on varsity, he pretty much was just a shooter, and he's just developed strength and, and power, and he's been getting to the basket a lot and you know he hasn't forgotten that he's a good shooter uh, but sometimes we remind him you know when you're open you need to let it go and you know he shot 20 shots he started off pretty pretty cold um, for him to to step up the way he did Um, not a surprise because we know he can do it um, but it takes our our team to another level right sure would I be correct in saying part of the majesty of the state high school basketball tournament any year through the years is the fact that there are some tremendously good teams 
that don't get out of the district because they play another very good team for the district title, and one of them has to lose and end the season, which is the case, in my opinion, tonight, whether it's East Lansing or Okemos. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, just when you look at, like, the college tournament and you see how everyone's seated and, you know, high school is so much different. You know, the district, you know, we're playing – East Lansing for a third time. They're number two in the state, and yeah, one of us one of us is going home tonight. Um, but if I asking our guys, you know, this opportunity that they were excited about it. If they were picking one game throughout the entire schedule, it would be this one to get a W in. So well, we're excited to play. I'm sure East Lansing is too. It, it's my sense that your players must think, though, even though they lost to them twice, they played with them right to the wire for the most part both times so that it wouldn't necessarily be that much of a stretch to say, can we finish it off over 32 minutes, or am I giving you coaches speak and there's more to it than that? No, but these guys 100% believe they can win. Um, we know we know how good East Lansing is, and um, they're talented, and they have some depth, too. Um, but we also believe in you know how we play and so and, and i've been on both sides of the you know play a team for the third time um and it is definitely more stressful when you've won twice kind of close and now you got to play them a third time versus you've lost a couple and now you're trying to knock them off so um our guys feel no pressure you know they're, they're stepping in ready to play ready to work have fun and play together like we always do so it's gonna be an exciting night when it gets to a one-and-done situation for any player, your experience as a head coach in these tournaments, have you noticed some players, I don't know, they compete differently one way or the other because they know the consequences of a loss where in the regular season, well, we get to play again in a couple of days, or does it look like it's different team to team? Some teams handle that aspect better than others. Yeah, I, I think some teams handle that better than others. I think teams with uh, the upperclassmen, they got juniors and seniors, and you know they've they've felt that moment before because um, it's it's tough to simulate any other time. Um, they have a little bit more desperation in their eyes, um, the intensity's up, um, but yet there's still some calm to them because they've done it before. Um, but, but that's a good point. Um, I don't think it's same team to team. No. So do you have an idea in your mind as we speak, Jeff, what the pregame speech is going to be, long, short, similar uh, to previous speeches? You haven't come up with that yet. Will this be a Newt Rockney type of memorable speech, whatever? And frankly, when you address your team in pregame, do you notice that it has an effect pretty much or not? You know, it kind of it depends on the game. Games like this, um, shorter the better with the speech. They just want to get back out there and, and go, especially with upperclassmen. Um, when you're playing a game where maybe, you know, you're, people think you're going to win it and um, they might be underestimating, that's, that's when coaches tend to get pretty intense in the locker room. But games like this, keep it short, some reminders about anything we're going to do differently than the time before, and, and let's get out there, let's play. In the second game with them at their place, what, Brock, it was just a week ago or so, right? That game went right down to the bitter end. What happened? Because that score seems to be misleading. Because like, Both scores were misleading. They were closer than because double Because Brock says Okemos is right there at the They were right there at the wire. And then, like, you know, basketball tends to work out. Somebody gets behind. you got to take a shot you don't want to take, but you have to take it. And then somebody gets one that's free or you make free throws or whatever. What happened in both those incidents? That would have to be different tonight for Okemos to win. Yeah, um, well, in both games, really, there was just small stretches where, 
you know, we had opportunity and we didn't take advantage and East Lansing did. And in, even in the third quarter of the, the second time we played them, I mean, we tied it up, came back from seven down, tied it up, and then both teams went empty for like four or five possessions. And that was an opportunity where maybe if we were just a little more efficient, we could have built a lead and, you know, cause they weren't playing their best, but then we happened to not be playing our best too, all in that one stretch. So there's, there's been opportunities definitely. And, um, I think there'll be opportunities tonight as well. Um, I, you talk about adjustments and things like that. Um, we were going to make some adjustments, but I don't think we're going to forget about what we do well. And so you're, you're right. We've had, we definitely had opportunities in both games. Is your team a team of quiet personalities and they look to the coaches or do you have guys in the huddles at any given moment take it upon themselves to go ahead and speak out either in the locker room during the game, pregame, whatever it is, halftime? You know, Izzo's always talking about that. Do you have leadership on the floor from your team that we don't have to speak? Where is your team personality-wise with that? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So, so our big guys, our twins, Colin and Brennan, they're like the, the fiery guys. They're the guys that we need to calm down in those intense moments. Um, but they are, they are the guys that are speaking up in the timeouts. They're the guys that, that Tom Izzo would love. Like the guys that are, you know, that talk right back to you and, you know, not afraid to say anything or do anything. Um, those are those guys for sure. And even with each other, they get pretty intense. And then guys like Colin Alexander and Josiah, those are the, the choir guys, but speak up to maybe calm those guys down and get our team back in the flow of where we need to be energy-wise and maybe just even strategy-wise or whatever else we have going. But uh, there's, there's definitely personality on this team, and it's fun to watch it all mixed together too because they, just, they do a wonderful job. They listen to each other. They listen to us. Um, they're in this for each other, and it's fun. Jeff Watch is the head basketball coach at Okemos. They play East Lansing for the district title tonight. This is a school day, Jeff. Take us through the school day somewhat routine-wise for what your players, from whatever time they got into school today to when the bus leaves, to what, you know, all of that take us through the day on a school day before the game tonight. Yeah, so it's always interesting. It seems like at Okemos there's always a lot of tests on Fridays, and they're maybe trying to get it before the weekend so kids don't have to think about it, but... A few of them have some, some major tests today. I'm sure they were kind of thinking about that, trying to focus on that. And I'm sure when they get through that, they'll be thinking nothing but game. So, um, But typically there's a buildup. I know in my classes, everyone wants to talk about it. And I'm sure that's happening in some of the other classes too. So I think our students are going to show up in full force. And I'm sure East Lansing will too. It's going to be another great environment for Oklahoma's East Lansing as, as usual. Did this season play out the way you thought it might play out, or is there any aspect that significantly has surprised you to this point in any way? No, not not with this group. I, and, and I've gotten that question a lot, too. Like, are you surprised that this group is, you know, doing so well? And I'm, I'm just not, just because they're consistent and their effort is, has always been there. And I was really excited early on how unified we became and how it happened so quickly. Um, I was a little surprised by that. Um, but for the most part, just talent-wise, like they're but talented kids, right, at the big and at the guard. Um, we've got shooters. We can go inside out. There's just a lot of different things we can do. Um, so, no, n- not really surprised, no. And one other thing, too, the state tournament, the way it is conducted in the state of Michigan, if the MHSEA came to you as a veteran coach and said, do you have any suggestions for how we can improve the best interests of the tournament to end the season? Would you say leave it right like it is, or would you have a suggestion? Oh, definitely. I mean, every team has an NPR number, and yet we only rank the first two in the district. I mean, they should rank the entire district 
And then when the, the when the region happens, it should happen again. Um, just because it's simple, it's it's already done. There's a number for every for every team. Um, just keep it simple. And I think I don't think there would be too many coaches that would argue with that. I think that's kind of a one sided issue. So that's the easiest one for sure. So what you're saying is the seeding for teams one and two in the district, and that's where it stops now. Since they're already given a number of where their seed is now, carry the seeding out all the way through. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, absolutely. And I think coaches would be all for it. I think parents and fans would love it. Um, it just puts puts teams where where they belong, and um, and it's easy. I think that's an easy one. Do you think that's up for discussion? Would that motion get any traction at all, or is it stalled at the one and two level at the districts? It, it does feel like we're spinning our wheels a little bit. Um, just most people are saying, well, it's better than it was. And it is like it is so much better than it was where maybe you the top two seats meet in the first round of the district. So it's much better than that. But why why stop there when you can just continue and make the whole thing great? Right. Uh, my, as much as I love the state tournament through the years, the thing that's always a regret is there. Are, well, I'll take Langsburg for an example. Langsburg finally got beat last year in the quarters and they were 25 and one. But your kids end their schedule with a loss instead of a win so you think well we didn't achieve something through the year so only four teams out of 700 whatever it is end the year on Mm -hmm. a winning note and yet look how many of them had a tremendous season to that point but they don't think that we had as great a season which i think is somewhat regrettable but on the other hand i guess it's the nature of competitive athletics even at this level at the high school level and then kids got to deal with winning and they got to deal with losing and move from there right yeah, absolutely. And and even when you talk about that, that just brings me to a different point of just there being only four divisions in basketball. Um, like you said, only the four teams um, get it done um, with the one win at the end where maybe we that gets expanded a little bit. I don't think that would be as complicated either. Um, but but you're right. Um, everyone wants to win their last game, and you know only a few teams get to do that. So um, I think it's the coach's job to make sure they don't feel like it was a down season when it ends, because obviously it's not. It isn't, and no matter who loses tonight, whether it's East Lansing or Oklahoma, what a terrific run all the way through, one way or the other. Jeff, I always appreciate your time. Best wishes moving forward. Maybe we'll talk again soon. Who knows how this is going to play out? Regionals next Tuesday. Uh, I would wish the most of you just have a great game tonight. May the best team win and congratulations on what the Okemos Wolves have done so so far. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Talk to you soon. Jeff Wanch, he's the boys head basketball coach at Oakland. He doesn't sound to me like twelfth season. Doesn't sound to me like they're intimidated. No, and they shouldn't be. I mean Okemos, I don't think Okemos is quite as good as East Lansing, but is Okemos good enough to beat East Lansing on a one night deal? Yes they are. Yeah, look how many yes, gr- they can. There are already some tremendous teams in the state of Michigan have been knocked out and they didn't even make the district final as it was. Yeah, I mean yeah. I mean I've heard coaches like uh, Coach Wanch talk about seeding the entire district and then seeding the regional after that. Whether that happens or not, who the heck knows? You've heard Jeff Kimmerly tell us he liked the old way of doing it. He said that a number of times. So there's a lot of opinions going around on well, that. Well, I, I, the, the argument against moving beyond that just simply is the fact that sooner or later when you get to the regionals, you're going to have to play these teams anyway. Uh, I'm certainly for seeding in the districts just because to get a game like tonight. It's where it's worked if out If they well. would have played Okemos East Lansing on Monday night yeah. because of the blind draw, then right. the rest of the district would have been just going Not as through good. the motions. Not as good. I mean, this you had to play your way to get to this point. 
so to me, it, it all makes sense. If they did see beyond that, I don't think it would hurt it at all. But I think this was the bigger deal to get some kind of seating in some regard. And in a long, tradition-rich tournament like this, making those kinds of changes like this one was noteworthy. More coming up in hour number three. You join us. This is the March Madness opening day Sparrow Stout on sports. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. The game, 7.30 a.m. This day in sports history. March 1st, 1969. 1969. New York Yankees center fielder Mickey Mantle announces his retirement from baseball. Mantle was an idol to millions, known for his remarkable power and speed and his everyman personality. While the Mick patrolled center field and batted cleanup between 1951 and 1968, the Yankees won 12 American League pennants and 7 World Series. This day in sports history on the game, 7.30 a.m. You could say we know a thing or two about sports. Let's go! We've only been doing it for 30 years. We're the game at 7.30 a.m. Welcome to the Sparrows Down on Sports on Lansing Sports Station. The game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in Mid-Michigan, here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. Hour number three this morning is brought to you by Capital Region International Airport, or as we like to say, whenever you come can do what fly Lansing first. Okay, nonstop on Avello Airlines, Lansing, Orlando, and back. Discount tickets at AvelloAir.com. And Apple Vacations, nonstop to the Caribbean seasonally. You Google Apple Vacations to see where Lansing goes. There and back nonstop for you in the Caribbean. As we begin hour number three, we always appreciate a few minutes with the superstar of Spare Orthopedics. He's the head of the department, Dr. Michael Shingles. For years and years and years, he was the head physician, Michigan State football, and all the other major sports. And he's on the other end of our line this morning. Morning, Mike. Good morning. Or good afternoon. The uh, NFL Combine is ongoing right now with numerous college football players trying to make a positive impression, obviously, with NFL scouts. We've known of Michigan State players through the years who've been there trying to show their wares and all that. I bring it up this morning because Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy, he has declined on his own call and a couple of events, including the broad jump, because he says he has a very tender hamstring hamstrings doctor how are those involved with all that and if he thinks that is he getting advice from someone that the one thing you do not want to do is tear a hamstring or get a hamstring injury because of a football player when you're trying to make a good impression this could be an issue with a draft around the corner what are your thoughts on all that well uh yeah most of the teams bring um their team orthopedic surgeons and in in, in medical staff to the combines to evaluate pretty much everybody um, to make multi-million dollar investments. So they want to examine the athletes and go order MRIs and CAT scans and whatever they think they need just to check old injuries and read all the records. Um, and so I'm sure they'll be checking out his hamstring. I wouldn't be too concerned if that, you know, I'm sure that's what it is. And it's probably more of a thing 
you don't want to go to the combines and underperform, especially no one knows why you're underperforming. So if he's got a hamstring strain and he can't do some of the events, yeah, there's a chance to get injured. But more importantly, uh, for like a hamstring, it's you don't want to underperform in the combines because you have an injury. So a lot of times it's just a matter of like it's just, you're not going to show your best that day. You don't show anything and you have them evaluate you and confirm your injury and then look at the rest of it. You know, it's amazing in a way the way coaches deal with injuries to the public. There are different ways to do it. The thought was McCarthy was nursing some kind of a knee or leg issue during the latter stages of the regular season. Uh, Jim Harbaugh never made any reference to the fact that he was injured, but where that came up was because they didn't run him the way they used to run him in a variety of different plays, and they didn't want him further injured for the playoffs, and it seemed to work out. Tom Izzo, on the other hand, tells you that Tyson Walker, he's got a... Uh, you know he's got uh, you know he's got some issues and he's got a groin injury and even this week he says he still has a groin injury that he's dealing with and all that. It is somewhat unique the way coaches with their top-notch athletes either hold back on injuries or they go ahead and tell you exactly what it is. So if he doesn't play well, Walker's been having trouble with his shot in the last month or so. Would you think there's possibly some issues with the groin re- in that regard? Or you're not completely sure? I definitely think Walker's struggling with something, probably his groin. He's not, you know, he's an incredible player. He can get out there and perform, but he's, I think everybody can see he's not the same Walker you saw in the, you know, the last two, three games. Comes up with some key shots, key plays, but I mean, he's almost non existent in that last uh, loss to Ohio State in the first half. Came up with a couple big shots in the enemies. He's, you know, he's got he's got a chronic injury. It sounds like it's his groin, and um, he's he can play through it, and he can still make a difference. But um, not, you know, he's not the same player. And then again, it's when do you rest it? When do you heal it? Eventually, he'll get better. But it's just, you know, every game's important. And so, yes, Coach Izzo is brutally honest on that stuff. He's he's always has been. He lets you know the media know what's going on with most of these injuries, and he's very transparent. And um, he does that for the kids. You know, he does the same thing with the combine. You don't want to perform. You don't want to get criticized for, before. you know, you're gutting it out. You're out there trying to participate. And if you're not, your A game. You know, he's obviously wants the kids to bring their A game. And the kids want to bring their A game. But if, they, if they're not, you know, he's going to tell you why. You know, it's, he's playing through an injury. Right. Dr. Michael Shingles with us. So through the years after the Michigan State football season had ended, and various seniors got invited to the combine. Were you ever involved in that in any way, either preparing players for that combine or being there in person? And toward that end, did any NFL people ask you for any physical evaluations of any Michigan State players? You know, that's a great question. And once they make that decision, especially in football, if they're going NFL combine and they've made the announcement, um, you got the agent involved, you got the agent's medical team involved, you have, you know, it sort of goes, there's a, the team of experts most of these, these big agents have that just sort of help you with advice and what to do. And and so we'll, we will have athletes ask us our advice and where they're at, um, but I've never really been involved in the professional combine. I've got a lot of colleagues that are, and often what I would do is call them and ask them questions you know, 
hey, when you see an athlete with this, this person's got a, say, a shoulder problem and they have a label tear. Um, should they have a fix? Should they not have a fix? They're doing pretty well, but they're going to be a potential uh, NBA player. Um, what would you? What do you guys look for? And they'll tell you, you know, they, that the valuable part for that is like, you know, all we care about with this particular injury is how they're performing. So if they're performing at a high level and they have this, we're not that worried about it when they come on. As opposed to um, they're not performing well, but maybe it's better they have a surgical intervention or time off in order to rehab and get back so that they're that they're better by the time they reach those um, those evaluations. Strength and condition. I was going to say, Mike, strength and conditioning coaches are a huge part of football staffs across America anymore, NFL, major college, whatever the case may be. And some of these guys get paid an enormous amount of money. Through the years, would doctors of the football teams at the major level come into any kind of conflict or argument with strength and conditioning coaches over how much these players are being required to lift in the offseason the angle is to get them stronger, tougher, bigger, healthier, and all that. But can some of these guys trying to impress coaches overdo it and then therefore get injured themselves just going through strength and conditioning before football practice even begins? Yeah, that's a great question, too. And and, and at every level, at Michigan State, being a pretty high level, um, was on this early. Uh, you, you know, they would hire strength and conditioning coaches, and they – and then it got sports specific because that made a difference. Um, and uh, if your players are stronger and more physical, they're going to be able to compete better, and that can make a huge difference for the athlete progression. Michigan State always done has always done a good job on that. But before you know, you might have one strength conditioning coach for a whole college, and and like anything else, for us treating them with injuries, for them strengthening, every sport needs sort of a different lifting regimen and treatment program or you get overuse injuries. And so, you know, we, we see, we, I saw lots of that as the years went on at Michigan state, um, we're able to get more, um, you know, get, get that more specified treatment for athletes. Um, but if you treat everybody the same way, you know, you're going to, you're going to get some injuries in different sports. And, and we would have just, I think we have more of teamwork. We would discuss like, Hey, we're seeing a lot of this particular injury. Could it be the field? Could it be the weight training? It could be uh, treatments. You know, how, how can we decrease this particular injury? So there's a lot of communication with weight conditioning, especially with injuries, post-injury. Uh, before I let you go, it's amazing to me baseball spring training. used to be, when I, in my golden years, when you went to watch Warren Spahn, Bob Gibson, Sandy Koufax in spring training, those guys would almost pitch the entire game or they'd go a long way. Now in spring training, when someone, they'll go through eight or nine pitchers. They'll go one inning if they go that. And there'll be 30 pitchers that work in spring training. And the Tigers announced today that Tarek Skubal is going to pitch opening day. And uh, Brock, so I said, I said to Brock, okay, that sounds great. He's going to pitch against the White Sox four weeks from yesterday in Chicago. But the difference for a starting pitcher, I said to Brock, how many innings is he going to go? Because he's had arm on issues. Day, on opening Because yeah. he's had arm issues before. So at all moment, they say this guy's the starting pitcher in today's world, Mike. Isn't it amazing how that guy's probably going to be an extremely tight pitch count? whereby no matter what he's doing, they're going to get him out of there early because of the enormous fear of these major league pitchers getting some kind of an arm injury almost across the board with every team, if you have a thought. Yeah, I think especially with pitching, 
got so many pitches in that arm, you know. Uh, and some people have more than others. It's part genetic. It's you know a lot of training counts, but um, that's just that's just you know when it's optimal if the that the player and the team are on the same page and um, sort of understand what the how put, how far you can push a player without getting into that danger zone of having that injury sort of become more chronic. So. Um, yeah, I, I think it's probably good that it's spring training. Maybe not as fun as a game to watch, but uh, I think they're just giving everybody a little bit of time to get on the mound and see what they got with the competition, and then they sort of have their guys they can trust. And I think if they had a newer rookie pitcher that they needed to depend on more, they probably need a little bit more time on that mound. But most of those veterans sort of know what they're doing. Yeah, it is, and it is a different world. And uh, Sparrow Orthopedics is where it all is for you in a variety of different ways. The experts are there led by Dr. Michael Shingles and his staff, and you can either Google or go to the website if you need help orthopedically from Sparrow Orthopedics. And we always appreciate Dr. Michael Shingles, the head of the department, with his years and years of expertise sharing his thoughts with us. Mike, I appreciate Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Hopefully, we'll talk to you again next Friday at this time. You too. Go green. Uh, we'll go to break. Come back. Another guest coming up in just a moment. Uh, there are other things that are great. What we're seeing, Brock, that the NFL says it may eliminate chain gangs after this season. Uh, yeah, I saw something last night. They've been testing a laser-type deal where they can get better measurements for first and 10 and see if you can get if you get a first down uh i I, my understanding is is they're not going to be able to get to it um in time for the 2024 season but 2025 yeah that's certainly possible and then i see this it looks like college football is going to try to directly avoid any more sign stealing issues by having helmets with microphones and earpieces in them to get electronic signals called in from the sideline (coughs) excuse me the way the nfl does which they've done for pretty successfully for about a decade now and a number of athletic directors across america are echoing the texas christian university athletic director who says that when it comes to name image and likeness He says he's hearing the donor fatigue across America at every school is real. Mm. There is not endless donor money to pay for athlete name, image, and likeness compensation. And schools would like to bring NIL fundraising and funding in-house in a way so that it can be controlled more directly. Interesting. There'll be more on that. And also, uh, you remember this guy, former Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker Andy Russell. According to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, he has passed away at the age of 82. Two-time Super Bowl winner. He was there when the Steelers were really, really bad and really, really good in the 60s and 70s. We'll go to break. Come back. Another guest in just a moment of schedule. You're listening to the Friday Sparrow March Madness Opening Day Stout on Sports. The Emerald, one of the great public golf courses in all of Michigan, just north of St. John's. You make your plans for 2024 now. You want your outing at the Emerald for 2024. Choose the Emerald for your next special golf event and let their staff show you what a golf outing is about at 224-6287. And the Emerald is a great place to host your social events from intimate gatherings to parties and receptions. Jay and Katie Eccleton will take good care of whatever you want any time of the year at the Emerald. As usual, it's been a marvelous year for Culligan Water of Lansing, okay? They're at 393-1900. They're on Dunkel Road in Lansing, and Craig Prang always keeps us updated, and now we've got another season change, but it'll be big for Culligan, right? Yeah, it is, Tim. You know, we've got those new HE high-efficiency softeners, and they are so uh, dynamic, they will tell you if you have any issues with your softener. In other words, if there's a problem with it, it will alert your phone. If you have a leak, it will alert your phone. 
If you need salt, it alert your phone, but it also alerts our office. So we know if there's a problem, because most people don't know how their softener even works, but if there's a problem, we're going to get it identified, and we're going to be able to give you a call and tell you, hey, this is leaking, that's leaking, or something of that nature, and we can fix it ourselves many times in the office. It's as simple as a call, 393-1900. Culligan Water of Lansing, spectacular in so many different ways. Give Culligan a call today. Bull Janitorial, the name to trust in the commercial cleaning industry around mid-Michigan. They offer a wide range of janitorial, custodial, and maintenance services. In addition to professional cleaning services, they also supply materials and equipment such as restroom supplies and more. There is not another commercial cleaning company you'll find that does it all for you like Bull Janitorial. They're open 24-7 when you need help. Call them 694-6642. Great employment opportunities at Bull Janitorial as well. Have you tried Penn Station East Coast Subs? There are two locations across from the Lansing Mall and Clippert Street in Frandor. And in the Frandor location, the restaurant closes at 10 o'clock, but you can order carryout on the website and pick it up up till midnight. Chicken Parmesan is the monthly special for March, but all the specials and all the menu items are unique from anything in the area. And they're great for parties and catering, whether you dine in or not. Penn Station East Coast Subs. Mark and Cheryl Kellogg have built the two restaurants into what they are today. Great restaurants in our area. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's one of the special sports eateries in our area right across from Municipal Ballpark in Lansing Steakhouse Philly. A relaxed bar and eatery with sports on TV serving classic and creative cheesesteaks plus Greek fare that you'll enjoy. For dine-in or take-out, friends get together. Before and after Michigan State events, the campus is nearby. Open at 11 a.m. each day. Get the menu online at SteakhousePhilly.com. 337-2210. What a wonderful place you'll enjoy Anytime, Steakhouse Philly. Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan, dedicated to serving this state and only Michigan. Founded in 1949 by Michigan farmers, members of Michigan Farm Bureau, who wanted an insurance company that worked as hard as they did, gave honest service, cared about Michigan's future. More than 800 associates to serve you. Nearly 450 agents over all regions of Michigan. Prepared to protect you from the risks of everyday life. Check out the ratings and you'll find that you Always win with Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want custom built. In Okemos, for more than 15 years, custom built design and remodeling has been the leading full service design build remodeling company in mid Michigan. And owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design build company is, you got to Google custom built in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by Custom Build in Okemos, a great renovation company. The iconic Coral Gables Restaurant on Grand River Avenue in East Lansing more than 90 years young with so many loyal customers so pleased that Coral Gables has survived the pandemic and is bigger and better than ever. 
catering, carry-out, employment opportunities, all of that at 337-1311. And the fish fries are spectacular on Friday night. When you've got some time to spare with friends and family, you know what the history's been like around that restaurant just east of the campus Grand River Avenue. You'll always enjoy Coral Gables Restaurant East Lansing. Are you ready for the coming golf season? Leading Edge Golf to the rescue, the number one retailer in our area. Jolly Road across from Okemos High School, six days a week, 12 months a year. Everything for the golfer, 349-7274. Don't forget the MUN team, real estate superstars. Nobody knows real estate in the area and can help people like the MUNs. That's what we think. John's cell phone, 881-6623. Jan's at 282-6781. From Spartan Stadium to Ford Field, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident on the game, 7.30 a.m. 7.30 a.m. A Driven Collision story of the day. This is the first day of March Madness in a variety of ways. It's been a while since we got caught up with Carlton Valentine, former Spartan, right, and former Sexton basketball coach. He's been in Florida now as a resident for several years, but we got him on the other end of our line to get caught up on a variety of different topics. Morning, Carlton. Good morning, Tim. How you doing, man? Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. Well, first of all, the Sexton J-Dubs basketball team, first time to win a league title since 2012. They've won 16 consecutive games going into tonight's district title game at Charlotte, where they would be considered a favorite. It had been a struggle since you left, and yet out of nowhere this year, look where they are. Had you heard very much about them, and do you have a thought? Yeah, yep, I do. I follow them actually pretty closely because the head coach, Deleon Daring, he played for me at Sexton. He was on a senior on my 07 08 team that uh, won the conference, and but we lost in the districts to uh, East Lansing. That team that went on to play uh, Saginaw at the Final Four. But so I stay in touch with, with Deleon uh, <clears throat> from time to time. He'll, he'll call me, uh, he'll call me with, with different uh, thoughts and ideas. Um, he called me with a couple of his kids one time uh, in the office and wanted me to talk to him. So, no, I'm I'm all up on what the J-Dubs are doing. I'm very excited for him. I'm excited for the program. Looks like he's turned that thing around. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, if you know any I, – I know a lot about that kid, Danny on Daring, and um, this has got to be one thrill of a lifetime for him. Well, again, if they win tonight, then they go to the regionals next week, and that's kind of new ground for the school. But they're pretty good. Brock's seen them play a number of times. We've, we've done a couple of games, uh, Coach, and they're very, very good. they got a real good sophomore named Keyshawn Somerville, and he's got a couple, few other players uh, around him. He's got uh, Coach Deering has Dale Beard uh, as his lead assistant, and he's helped out. They're yeah, like, like Tim said, they're pretty good. They've won 16 in a row for a reason. You know, Carlton, the funny part about all this, when the late, great George Fox was alive, I used to uh, have a playful argument with him because everybody just assumed that I thought the greatest high school team I ever saw come out of here was either Irvin's junior or mostly senior year. And they were really good. They won the state title, and they had the best player I've ever seen come out of here. But I told him in all honesty, I thought the two state championship teams at Sexton, especially Denzel's senior year, were the best high school teams, especially that team, 
Denzel senior year, the one, the state title that I had ever seen. Now, he argued back, yeah, but they were class B and we were class A. I said, yeah, but class B, I said, but yeah, class B is still pretty good because there are a lot of great teams through the seasons of the state tournament that are class B teams. How often did you get asked about that kind of thing and how did you answer it? Yeah, I, I got I got answered that quite a bit. And, and what I say that those teams were, uh, for you, you've seen a lot, but I didn't really see a lot. So I say, you know, um, in our era, we're probably probably the best high school team uh, uh, in, in our decade. Um, I, I never saw Magic Johnson play in high school. I never would, would bet against him, Magic Johnson, or anything. I think that, to me, he's the greatest basketball player of all time. And any, any team that had him on it had a chance to be the best team of all time, not taking anything away from our team because the thing about our team is that we had high-level players who played together and played for each other, and that's why we were able to make uh, win two, t- two state championships. And then not only that, we had three straight runs to the Final Four with, with, with the core that I had. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think Magic's team was great and our team was great. I, I try not to compare the two. All right, so let me go to the family, uh, Loyola Chicago. As you had been telling us, they lost a lot of players last year when it was a struggle. But now this year, it lo- I've seen them play a couple times, not the whole game. What Loyola, it looks like what Drew's got them in line to play in the NCAA tournament, right? Well, not, not, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> They're really good. They're at the uh, at the top of the Atlantic Ten Conference. They went from worst to first, but then they lost uh, the, their last game. So now they're tied for second, and they played tonight on ESPN. They played. They're tied with Dayton for second, and they played tonight at 9 p.m. on ESPN. If they win that game, that's going to be a, a good win for them. Is that'll be a quad one win for them. And they usually now at the NCAA tournament, they go by the net rankings and. Loyola's net net ranking, they're inside the top 100, but just barely inside the top 100. So um, he would probably have to win the conference tournament, the A-10 conference tournament, um, to make it to the dance. But definitely he'll be in the postseason. Uh, 21 season for Drew. You know, he's 20 and 8. His first year was 25 and 3. Last year they finished at the bottom. So he's had two uh, 21 seasons and – in three years, not bad, not bad. But the, he's got Loyola uh, uh, back in, in in the winning ways, that's for sure. So where is the game with Dayton tonight? Because Dayton's really good. If the game's in Dayton, it's tough for anybody. If the game's at Loyola, well, then it ought to be a barn burner, right? Well, the game's sold out. It's at Loyola. Um, I talked to Drew this morning. He's excited. Uh, the whole uh, community excited. Uh, they're on spring break, but... The, all the the student section held back to after this game. They're fly, everybody's flying out right after the game to go to spring break and stuff. So it's going to be a, a barn burner. Um, like you said, Dayton is really good. They're ranked inside the top 25. They were 16 last week. Uh, they dropped one uh, the past week to George Mason, so I think they're like 21 now. So, like I said, for Drew to get this win tonight, uh, that'll give him a quad one win and will put him in a better situation in the net rankings and in line for an NCAA tournament bid. Right. So update us on Denzel. He's been playing in Australia with a team. What's his story right now? Yup, Denzel, he uh, played with the Sydney Kings of the NBL, the 
league. Uh, they're, they're, they just got done. They lost in the playoffs. So, um, he had a, I had a pretty good season. You know, the regular, regular Denzel season, double figures in points, high assists, high rebounds. Uh, the team was, was okay. They started out really, really good, and then they kind of fizzled out. And toward the end, it's crazy because I never talk about 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 people or any, do anything bad. But about <laughs> – so right after the season, the coach gets fired, like right away. And uh, I'm not going to ever say it was coaching, but uh, because because I'm a coach. But I think when you coach players, you have to put players in the best position for them to be successful. And this coach uh, didn't not necessarily agree with what was going on with the players and stuff. And uh, it was a long season, but hey, he's been over there for six months. He had a good time. Had a chance to be in Australia. He's still over there for another week or so. And then um, we're going to see where we go from there. So he hasn't figured out his future yet. And when he gets back to the United States, Carlton, where will he reside? Yeah, Denzel has a um, Denzel has a condo in Chicago, and he also, you know, he, he's living down here in Florida. You know, I told you he built us he built us a house back in 2020, so he has a wing all to himself. <laughs> Where he can, there's a driveway of his own where he can come in and have his own wing of the house. So um, he can come here and he has the condo in Chicago. He'll be back and forth because he loves being around his brother. You know, they're super, super, whooper, duper close. So, um, and he trains there in the summer. Um, him and his agent, who's Austin Brown with CAA, they'll figure out Denzel's next steps as far as his career goals and, and what he's going to do. But uh, it's hard to, hard to believe that's eight years of professional basketball. Crazy. Yeah, it is. So before I let you go, what have you observed and how much have you observed Michigan State basketball this season? And has there been any element of this season to this point that has surprised you more than any other? I love Michigan State basketball. I watch every single game um, that I can on TV. Hey, I even... Had to had to dig in my pockets and get Peacock, man, so you could so I could, so I could watch games. So now I've watched almost just every single game. I think the level of of inconsistency from the top level players has been an issue for Coach Izzo and his staff. He's uh, you know, it's been great to see Malik Paul play as well as he's played over the last ten, eleven, twelve games, and that's been an added plus, but. You know the inconsistent play uh, from the the post position, inconsistent play from the wings. When I, you know, Jaden Aiken has been inconsistent. Some of the other guys, if they can get all those guys clicking on the the at the same time, Michigan State will will finish pretty good. And then they'll use do their usually uh, usual good run at the NCAA tournament. But you know. Like I said, the players got to figure that out. You know what I mean? And the locker room's got to figure it out that they want to play. The coaches can set it up for you, but the players got to play. It's like me winning a state championship, you know. I I never scored a basket. I never got a rebound. I never dove on the floor. I never took a charge. The players, you hear Coach Yezzo say, player-led teams are better. And, And that's really the truth. Like, my teams that I had, Tim, 
the best thing I had to do was stay out of the way. I gave him a framework and then stay out of the way and let him play. Okay, one other thing, and I know it's March 1st. Just off the top of your head, informally, if you had to rank the top four college teams that you've seen so far in line to win the national title or get to the final four, who'd come to mind for you? I really like Connecticut. I like them a lot. I think they've done such a good job um, uh, with recruiting and retention. And then they added Cam Spencer this year. I, I like Connecticut a lot. Of course, I like Zach Eady and Purdue. So I'll, I'll go one-two with those two. And then, man, I like Houston. I like Kelvin Sampson's team. I've watched them play. Like, when you when you come play Houston, you better bring your mouth guard and a pair of boxing gloves because you're going to be in a fight against them. And then my 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 uh, fourth team, it's kind of uh, it's, it's debatable between like two or three teams, but the team that that really has a lot, I think, and 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 could could win because they have a lot is probably, um, mm, did I say it? I don't know. Uh, I, I I like. North Carolina, I like them. I like them. I like R.J. Davis. I like uh, Armando Baycott. He's been there for five years now. He might be, end up the all-time leader scorer at North Carolina because he got the fifth year from COVID. So uh, they have good wings. They play good defense, but they're inconsistent. So I was going to say between Duke and North Carolina, but I would take North Carolina because of the guard play of R.J. Davis. I agree with you on Houston and Connecticut. If I had to add two more, I'd take them from what I consider to be the best conference, and that's the SEC, and I would add Tennessee and Auburn. So I'd go Auburn in in no particular order of those four, Houston, Connecticut, Tennessee, and Auburn. No particular order. I love Tennessee. You like that Dalton Connect, man, is unbelievable. I I, I watch, I say he's Dan Marley 2.0. Well, that's what's fun about the tournament. And there's been no consistent team at number one. Where I'm a little nervous about Purdue, I'm not sure their guards are consistent enough uh, offensively. But, 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 like you say, Gardeniti's tough to do. And Connecticut's got a lot of good players. I love Tennessee. And I think that SEC, you know, there are a lot of losses that get tossed in there because they all play each other. You know, and they're dangerous teams in there like Alabama and Kentucky and so on. But that's what makes the tournament fun. And it's a couple of weeks out. And it's right around the corner. Please tell Denzel I said hi. We're all rooting for Drew. I appreciate your time. And you always know if you need anything, be sure and let us know. Okay, Tim. Thanks for calling me. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. You too, Carlton Valentine. That's the latest from him. And we'll go to one last break. What's on your mind? We might get caught up on this Friday. Brock's pointing. We'll do it on the other side of the break. It is college football related, and you'll be very interested. More on the Friday Sparrow Stout on Sports after this last quick timeout. Here's what's on tap today here on The Game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Coming up in less than 20 minutes, it is Detroit Tigers spring training baseball as uh, they are hosting the Philadelphia Phillies today in Lakeland. Uh, Then uh, we'll join the huge show in progress. Then at 6.45 here on WVFN, high school boys district championship basketball as the the, uh, East Lansing Trojans take on the Okemos Wolves for the Division I district title for Mason High School. Eric Doc Love and myself will be there. And then at 8.30, 12.40 WJIM, it is Michigan State hockey finishing up the regular season going for the big 10 title big 10 regular season title they're at wisconsin tonight win that in regulation and they're the league champs and that's what's on tap the game 7 30 a.m wvfn 
the best barbecue in our area. Brisket, beef, everything under the sun. Smoke and pig barbecue on West Saginaw near the Lansing Mall. Brian Torok says, hey, we've got our trailer that'll go to all the special occasions, maybe yours at any time during the year. And the sports bar is within a year old now with many big screen TVs and all the mouth-watering menu items for you at any time of the day or night. Go to the website for Smoke and Pig Barbecue for any special occasion. Treat your friends and guests to the best mouth-watering barbecue anywhere. Our friend Val Orlando has done so well with City Limits in Mason, right? Well, he also has an all-state insurance agency that you hear us talk about uh, all the time. He has a new location now with same great service. Stop in and say hello. The new all-state office next to the Secretary of State's office on Cedar Street and College Road, just off 127. Call for information on all state insurance options at Val Orlando's agency at 969-5300. That's 969-5300, Val Orlando's Allstate Insurance. This hour is sponsored by Capital Region International Airport. As we like to say, whenever you can do it, fly Lansing first with nonstops to Florida, Detroit, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and elsewhere. And check out Google Apple Vacations for the nonstop trips to the warm Caribbean, nonstop from Lansing. Much less expensive parking in a neat, clean, safe environment. Get through security much quicker and more efficiently. Lansing is proud of its airport. See for yourself. And during the cold weather, Apple Vacations. Google it nonstop to the Caribbean. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Org. One of the great success stories I've seen in Lansing business through the years is the growth of Desmond Ferguson's Moneyball Sportswear, founded in 2002. The former standout area basketball player already has a gorgeous store in the Meridian Mall and his new headquarters location now at 927 West Saginaw on Lansing. It's up and running. Moneyball outfits hundreds of athletic teams worldwide and its athletic leisure wear draws rave reviews. If you have questions, call 393-0763. You're a winner when you outfit your team or yourself in Moneyball Sportswear. Way to go, Desmond Ferguson. Moneyball, the only way to ball. For more than 60 years, Dean Transportation and Dean Trailways have connected students to learning, public schools to our communities, sports teams to their championships, and you to a purpose-filled career. As the official ground transportation provider of Spartan Athletics, Dean Trailways is the state's premier motor coach provider, connecting you to pure Michigan experiences. To learn more about group travel and to join the Dean team as our next champion driver, visit DeanJobs.com today. That's DeanJobs.com.
Dean Transportation is hiring school bus drivers and service technicians to support Lansing Schools and Ingham ISD. Bus drivers started up to $22 and competitive wages for service technicians. Dean has immediate openings and provides CDL training with increased earning pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours and more. Dean Transportation is the career choice for you. and You can apply at DeanJobs.com and start training for your next route. Prestige Wine Imports, importers of a distinguished and diverse portfolio of high-quality Italian wines from the Italian Alps to Sicily. Well, they've now made their way to the mid-Michigan area, and the Sonoroso and Mezza Corona wines are as popular as ever with mid-Michigan wine enthusiasts. You can find the Sonorosos and Mezza Coronas at Dusty's Cellar in Okemos on Grand River Avenue. Ask Matt Rhodes about those, and maybe he'll give you a taste test. Or Horrocks on the West Sonoroso and Meza Corona wines, you'll love them. Penn Station East Coast subs, Clippert Street, Lansing, and across from the Lansing Mall. For any special occasions on the weekend, you want a great snack, there you go, or a great meal, dine in or carry out, especially at the Clippert Street location. Don't forget ASAP Printing, the official printer. Sparrow Stout on Sports, any job, including posters and signs. The Jolly Okama Strip Mall, ASAP Printing, 30 great years at 349-7300. Those are good suggestions this morning from the Sparrow Stout on Sports. We're the station you've turned to for sports for over 30 years and the only one still standing. We're Lansing Sports Leader, the game 7.30 a.m. All right, from the Driven Collision Studios, Brock, before I get back to you, because Mike Pearson took the time, our Big Ten historian, to give us some oh, yeah, finish that. Yeah. noteworthy yeah. March 1st uh, moments in Michigan State sports history. I gave you a few earlier, and I have a few more that he has provided. March 1st has been a noteworthy date in a variety of ways in Michigan State sports history. On this date, March 1st, 1971, 53 years ago, 22-year-old Michigan State running back Tommy Love died of a heart attack after a pickup basketball game in the intramural building, I remember that well. Oh, man. Uh, I had not quite What year on, was that again? March 1st, 1971. I oh, went wow. on the air full-time sports at WJIM-TV May 26th, 1971. But I remember we covered that story because Tommy Love was a noteworthy running back on the Michigan State team in 1970. Man. March 1st, 1976, the late, great Michigan State uh, forward Terry Furlow named all Big Ten. And he joined first five that included Scott May, Kent Benson of Indiana, Ricky Green of Michigan, and Michael Thompson of Minnesota. And in those days, they all played through their senior year. There's none of this going to the NBA early. They were all all the way through as seniors in the Big Ten. March 1st, 1979, Judd Heathcote Spartans won their ninth consecutive conference game and clinched a tie for the Big Ten title. And they needed it to get into the NCAA tournament and win the national title for the most part. Jay Vincent, Greg Kelser, Irvin Johnson scored 69 of Michigan State 76 points in the mm. win at Minnesota that night. Two more. March 1st, 1990, 34 years ago today. Regarded as Michigan State basketball's most important win since 79, Spartans beat 8th-ranked Michigan 78-70. State went on to win the Big Ten title before losing to Georgia Tech in a controversial NCAA tournament game. Yep. And the last one, March 1st, 1998, would be 26 years ago today. 
Michigan State's bid for a solo Big Ten title fell short when Purdue tripped the Spartans up in overtime 99-96. We thank Mike Person for that. Right. They're always great when he has them. Now, what did you have? Brett McMurphy, stadium, uh, from stadium. He has this. The NCAA Football Rules Committee is proposing adding two-minute warning timeouts in the second and fourth quarters and allowing schools to use coach-to-player communications through helmet to one player on the field. The communication from coach to player would be turned off with 15 seconds left on the play clock or when the ball is snapped, when uh, whichever comes first. Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic says this is how the two-minute timeout would work. Committee proposed adding an automatic timeout with two minutes remaining in the second and fourth quarters. This recommendation synchronizes all timing rules, such as 10-second runoffs and stopping the clock when a first down is gained in bounds, which coincides with the two-minute uh, timeout. Quote, the two, Steve Shaw, Secretary Rules Editor, says, quote, the two-minute timeout will, all, will allow all end-of-half and end-of-game timing rules to be simplified and sync up with this timeout. This will also help broadcast partners to avoid back-to-back -back media timeouts. End of quote. But this is not enacted yet. It's proposed. It's proposed. But yes. you know what? Makes can, it more like the NFL. You can see it coming. The issue with the helmets is going to be, can all the Division One schools afford the equipment and the cost involved right. required to put that into helmets? It's not free to do that, right? And it's not going to be free to do that. And that's been an, an issue. And I don't see that across the board in college football just because of the cost involved. But at in the Division major conference one, yeah. level in Division One. Yeah. You know, more than likely, that's what you you very well may see. But if it's already being proposed, the two minute warnings I can see coming. It's going to happen. Yeah, that I can see. Simply, you got to get more. You got to get more commercials in because everybody, including us, complain how long the TV timeouts are. Not only during the quarter, but in between the first and second quarter, it's four minutes. In between the third and fourth quarter, it's four minutes, which is insanely too long. So, so there you go. So this is a big weekend in a variety of ways. When you get to March, almost every weekend in March. Uh, coming up is a big weekend. We have three more Sunday Stout on sports shows on Channel 10, 11 o'clock Sunday morning to begin your sports day on Sunday. Okay, we have March 3, 10, and 17 because that ends on Selection Sunday, and then we all spend our time chasing the NCAA tournament. There won't be two Michigan schools in there this year because the Wolverines are eight and 21. Although Oakland University could get they, in. They're and 19 and 11. And possibly Central Michigan, because they're going to be a top seed, uh, could be one of the top seeds in the MAC tournament. So they could get in. Oakland is having Oakland a year. Oakland has a chance, Oakland's yes. a decent team with a, in the horizon. Like what, they're 19 and 11 overall, and I think they got one more game to play. And then, because the tournaments, I think some of those tournaments get underway next week, besides yes. the women's Big Ten yes. basketball tournament. Yep. So, and you'll have MSU women to talk about in the NCAA tournament because they're going to make it. They're, they're going to make it. All right. They end their season Sunday afternoon at Wisconsin. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and then we, we get the Big Ten women's tournament. And I don't know if they're going to play. They'll either play <coughs> excuse me, yep. th Thursday or Friday. Yes. If Nebraska wins Sunday, they will play on Thursday as the five seed. If Michigan State wins Sunday and Nebraska loses at Illinois, Michigan State would be the four seed and get a double bye until Friday. As horrendous as Illinois was here last night, playing at home in a final game. Senior and, day? 
And Nebraska has played well, but they're, you know, they're not, you can't trust them. I mean, so that's probably like a lot of these teams. That's probably going to be a close game. I mean, I don't see State having any trouble at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I mean, they just, although Wisconsin, the bottom seven in the Big Ten and the women's play are hard, in my opinion, are very hard to watch. Although, even though Wisconsin's not great, they're not nearly as bad. They're not nearly as bad as bad as they were. Remember how bad Wisconsin was like two or three years ago? They're not that bad now, but they're still far from being good. But where they're going to be wired is going to be Sunday afternoon in Iowa City because Ohio State plays at Iowa to end the regular season. And I think that's a national telecast as well. I think it's a Fox game, yeah. yeah. I think that's a national game. Come So that that's part of Sunday. Um, and by the end of the night tonight, by midnight tonight, yep. will Michigan State be a Big Ten outright hockey champion for Ooh. the very first time? Ooh. Or... Do we go to the bitter end tomorrow night? Yep. Stay tuned. I mean, that's that. I mean, it comes down. It's it's a late telecast. You have to have the Big Ten Plus if you want to watch a game. Otherwise, you can follow along because the Michigan Minnesota hockey game is on the Big Ten Network, and they're obviously going to keep everybody up to speed on Michigan State Wisconsin. And it'll be on twelve forty WGIM with a pregame beginning at eight thirty with Scott Moore and Rob Woodward. So we have tonight. We have ten boys district high school title games coming up tonight. The game you'll hear is the big one in the area: Okemos and East Lansing from Mason Division One. We'll get uh, Eric Doc Love and I will be at Mason High School at six forty-five for that. One of the, uh, you want me to go down the list of games? I've got them right here. Uh, well, there's ten if you want to, just yeah. so and where they're at. Yep. Uh, Dewitt plays Waverly at Grand Ledge. Waverly wins it. Uh, Portland plays uh, Ionia at Ionia. Portland wins it. Sexton plays at Char- uh, plays Charlotte at Charlotte. Sexton wins it. Williamston plays Chelsea at Fowlerville High School. Chelsea wins it. PW plays Ma- uh, Vermontville Maple Valley that at Potterville High School. P- uh, PW wins it. Uh, Stockbridge plays Langsburg at Langsburg. Langsburg wins it. Ovidelsi plays uh, Chessening. Uh, I believe that's at Chessening High School, I think. Chessening wins it. Fowler plays Portland St. Pat's. That's at Fulton High School. That's tougher, but I guess I got Fowler. Yep. And then we have, uh, to close it out, we have uh, Weberville hosting. uh, They're at home against Brighton Livingston Christian. I don't exactly have the inside scoop on Brighton Livingston Christian. But you picked Weberville. I'll just take them being a homer and take Weberville and hope the home team wins. Yep, that's right. That could happen. So that's what, so it's a huge it's a big weekend. Friday night frenzy again on channel ten tonight at eleven fifteen. And that's pr- they're probably gonna get the hockey final during the uh, telecast Maybe, tonight on the Friday night frenzy. Hopefully so, for yeah. your sake. So if you want that, that's that's when it's gonna come down because it's not gonna come down early tonight anyway. Pistons home tonight to play Cleveland. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Pistons going for their fiftieth loss of the season. Yeah, nine and forty nine. Cleveland's a seven and a half point favorite tonight. Take that for what and the Pistons coming off a win game winning streak. That's right. Because they won the other night in Chicago. In Chicago over the Bulls. ESPN radio programming is coming up next. Enjoy the weekend. It's going to be a lot warmer. It's a nice day today. Be careful wherever you go. And we'll remind you, you've been listening to the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Tiger baseball coming up next. Tigers and Phillies from Lakeland. Spring training baseball. Here on Lansing Sports Station. The game, 730 a.m. The home of the local sports shows, right? And programming in our area. For Brock, I'm Tim. Thanks to all of you for being with us today and this week. Let's have a great week. Our uh, 31st anniversary show, one week from today. We'll tell you all about that next week. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you tonight at 620 on Channel 10, Frenzy at 1115, and we'll talk to you Monday. So long. I'm Will Teeman, and welcome to the Michigan Sports Brief for Friday, March the 1st, brought to you by Frank and Muth Insurance. 
Start a frank conversation about your insurance with one of our local independent agents by visiting fmins.com. Michigan State Hockey plays for a Big Ten title this weekend. More on that in just a moment. Just like your favorite sports team, you need a solid defense to protect your home and business. Whether you're tackling unexpected accidents, fouls, or fumbles, the Al Bordeaux Insurance Agency and Michigan-based Frankenmuth Insurance are on your team. Visit the Al Bordeaux Insurance Agency today at albordeaux.com. That's A-L-B-O-U-R-D-E-A-U.com. In just his second season in East Lansing, Coach Adam Nightingale has his Spartan hockey team in position to win a Big Ten title this weekend at Wisconsin. MSU currently leads the Badgers by two points, so the Spartans will need two points to share the crown or three points to win the title outright. On his Wednesday night radio show, Coach Nightingale talked about his team. Yeah, I mean, I think we learned a lesson with Michigan, right? We, we were pretty amped up to play um that first game at mon and 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 it the result wasn't wasn't very good you know and we lost control of our emotions you know the reality is it's it's not gonna be about any speech or anything that we say to them or you know our guys have been here since july they've been super committed like they they, they should go into the weekend with a ton of confidence you know not necessarily that you're, you're guaranteed you're going to win the game but confidence that we're going to play our best and um and that's what we want from our guys like we, we want to go there um we're not taking a back seat to anyone we're going to go out there and play our best hockey and, and leave it all out there and you know that I know it's boring, but that's kind of been the approach, you know, since since we got here. And I think that's why there's very few great teams because uh, being disciplined with that can be boring. But that that is to be great, you you just have to take it one day at a time. Our guys have worked hard to get to the point where there's two teams left standing, you know. And and I think that um, not, not that I don't have the same respect for running a, a playoff championship, but I, I do think it's different when you're talking about a body of work in 22 games and now we're going into 24 games. I mean, I think that speaks volumes to what this group has done and the opportunity they have. And as for the environment in Madison... Well, they, I mean, they got to go in there with the crowd. I mean, as you're talking, whatever it is, 14,000, yeah, 15,000. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's packed. It is, a, it is a bigger sheet, you know, so it's, there's a little adjustment. I think it's 97 feet wide, so... Um, and they've had some really good teams. You know, I think just in general, winning on the road in college hockey isn't, isn't easy. And um, they're a proud program, and their, their fans get behind them and m- makes it a tough place to play. We should note, the Spartans swept the Badgers earlier this season. And as always, we've been brought to you by Frankenmuth Insurance. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.